Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How to get 30, 30, to get 30, how to get 20, 20, 20, how to get 20, 20, to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month? So, Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Welcome to episode 7 of Hunting Seasons, a podcast about two friends catching up on notable television shows one season at a time. I'm Broderick Gordis. I'm Damas Leary. And today we'll be discussing season 4 of the first show in our must-watch category, Breaking Bad. Mm-hmm. Hey Damask. Hello Broad. How are we doing? Oh, okay. How are you? Uh, yeah, I'm good. Good. <laughs> I'm looking forward to our discussion tonight, actually. Yeah, me too. Mm-hmm. Me too. Well, let's get straight into it. Let's not waste any time. Mm. Spoiler warning, obligatory as always. On this episode, we will be discussing everything that happens, theoretically, in season one, two, three, and four of Breaking Bad. However, we will not be spoiling anything from the fifth and final season. If you have not yet watched season four of Breaking Bad, pause the podcast, go and watch it, come back, and you can listen to us prattle on for a little bit and shake your head or not along, depending on what you think. Or if you don't really care about spoilers, well, just do what you want to do. That's fine. Keep listening. But just know that you have been warned. All right. Quick breakdown. Season four of Breaking Bad was 13 episodes long, each coming in at around 47 minutes, which has been pretty standard for the show. And the full season took us 10 hours and six minutes to watch. That was about 10 minutes less than last time. Oh, really? Slightly briefer. Hmm, But last episode was 50 minutes, though, which is interesting. I didn't Did notice, notice that? that, yeah. It was a bit longer. A lot to get, lot, lot to get done. A lot to fish, fit into that one. Mm-hmm. All right, I'm going to do a quick rundown of this season's story. <clears throat> I stole this from Wikipedia. Uh, You're so lazy. It's not... I've, I've made a few tweaks here and there. Um, it is not the most well-written summary we've come across. Certainly not as nice <laughs> as Damask's Avatar, the last Airbender one from last week. Um, but it'll get the job done. <clears throat> Here we go. Jesse has killed Gail Bedeker under Walter White's orders in an effort to save Walt from being killed by Gus and being replaced by Gail as head meth cook. In retaliation, Gus demonstrates that both Walter and Jesse are disposable, killing his goon Vincent viciously with a box cutter and demands they keep producing meth while under watch at all times. Meanwhile, Hank, now at home but still recovering from his gunfight injuries in the previous season, is given evidence of Gail's murder, which includes a lab notebook detailing the production of meth inscribed with a message to WW, and a wrapper from the Los Poyos Hermanos fast food restaurant. That's my best. <laughs> Wonderful Spanish, bro. I, I mean, if I say it as it's written, Los Polos Hermanos, Hermanos, Los Polos Hermanos. <laughs> Let's get Aussie That's on this, mate. That's how I would normally say it if I just read it out loud. Oh, Polos Hermanos. Yeah, right, eh? <laughs> That's the best I got. <laughs> uh, a wrap from the Los Poyos Hermanos fast food restaurant chain owned by Gus. 
Realizing Gail was vegan and had no obvious reason to visit a chicken restaurant, Hank is led to believe Ga Gus is involved with dealing meth and convinces Walter to help him investigate more. Walter is able to keep Hank from discovering the industrial laundry that serves as a front for the meth lab, but Gus tells Walter not to worry about Hank's investigation. Gus has his cleaner, Mike, take Jesse on dead drop collection runs. Gus and Mike are impressed with Jesse's commitment. Walter realizes that they are looking to replace him with Jesse and give Jesse a rice and capsule in a cigarette to fatally poison Gus when he gets the chance. The Mexican cartel, led by Gus's rival Don Aladio, starts attacks on Gus's distribution trucks. Gus, Mike, and Jesse fly to Mexico to meet with Don Aladio to try to arrange a deal. Instead, Gus uses the meeting to poison Don Aladio and other cartel members as revenge for his order to Hector Salamanca to kill his partner Max years prior. Jesse helps Gus and Mike escape from the cartel guards, proving his loyalty to Gus. When Gus returns, he tells Walter he is fired from his job and that he will deal with Hank himself. Walter, panicked, calls his lawyer, Saul Goodman, to simultaneously alert the DEA to a fake impending attack on Hank and to arrange for identity relocation for himself, Skylar and Walt Jr. However, when Walter goes to get the required funds from his meth earnings, he discovers that Skylar had used nearly all of it to pay off a fee that her former boss, Ted Beneke, owed to the IRS so as to prevent the IRS from investigating Ted and those that worked for him, including Skylar, which would have revealed their illicit dealings. Hank and his family, as well as Skylar and Walt Jr. are placed in DEA protective custody. Walter, however, refuses to join them and attempts to defuse the situation himself. Jesse discovers that his girlfriend Andrea's son Brock has fallen ill and learning he might have been poisoned finds the rice and loaded cigarette missing. Jesse confronts Walter, but Walter proves his innocence and convinces Jesse that Gus must have done it. Walter creates a makeshift pipe bomb and has Jesse lure Gus to the hospital by refusing to work, giving Walter time to plant the pipe bomb on Gus's car. However, when Gus leaves the hospital, he senses something amiss and walks away. Recovering the pipe bomb, Walter then learns from Saul Goodman that Gus is only vulnerable when he visits Hector at the nursing home. Walter meets Hector, aware he is furious at Gus, and convinces him to help. Hector initiates contact with the DEA, forcing Gus to come to find out what he said. Once Gus is in the room, Hector activates Walter's pipe bomb, planting it on his wheelchair, killing himself and Gus. Walter and Jesse proceed to burn down the meth lab to prevent Hank from finding evidence, and Walter tells Skylar that he won. Jesse finds that Brock has recovered, likely eaten some poisonous berries from a lily of the valley plant. The final scene of the season focuses on a lily of the valley in Walter's backyard. Bum, bum, bum. That's my bit. Don't steal my bit. Well, you were reading the thing, so I thought we were swapping. I can do both. I can multitask. So bum, bum, bum. Just take everything, you fucking man. All right. All right. So that's a brief... Mm-hmm. Not particularly detailed, but brief overview yep. of the main plot points of this season. Mm-hmm. Let's just get straight into it. What do you think? Um, I. Hmm. <laughs> <laughs> That's a complicated question. <laughs> it it is actually. Look, it left me really flat. It did, and there were moments where it made me really angry. Sure. Um. Yeah. I. Because I only finished it today, and I watched two-thirds of it today, so I really marathoned through it. Jesus. Yeah. Um, so it's a lot to process, and I feel like I'm still processing it. But yeah, I, I didn't really feel a lot. Didn't feel a lot at all? No. Of any emotion, whether happy, sad, angry, tense. Mostly frustrated, mostly frustrated. annoyed. 
um, at the character of Walt. But what were you, how do you feel about it? I, if you asked me and you did ask me as I was watching it sort of halfway through, mm. I was pretty happy with it. I mm-hmm. thought it had some average moments. There were a few scenes in there that I was like, uh, this isn't that great. Yeah. Um, and I thought there were some really high highs. There were a few scenes in there that were great. I really liked what Alan, Aaron Paul was doing this season. Okay. I, I mean, I've liked him every season, but mm. there were some really great moments with Jesse mm. this season. I was like, yeah, this is pretty cool. I loved, I love, love, love the stuff with him and Mike. Oh, yes, me too. That was that was really good. That was an excellent pairing up. Mm-hmm. And Mike Mike is just fantastic. You yes. Put any scene with Mike I like, basically, just he's just a really interesting and likable character. Agreed, yep. Um, I enjoyed watching Jesse sort of earn the respect of people who may actually respect him and mm. um, respect his talents and the things that the good things he does have. Mm-hmm. We know that Jesse is definitely a very flawed character, but has potential to be pretty excellent at times. Mm-hmm. Um, and I that was it was really easy to get behind Jesse in in those scenes. Mm. Um, the Skylar stuff was okay. The Hank stuff was good at times. Mm-hmm. I do enjoy when Hank is being a good detective. Yes, me too. Like, there were some moments I was like, yes! There were some great mm. scenes where I'm just like, Hank, you're killing it, man. Yeah. This is awesome. <laughs> yeah. Um, the Walt stuff at times was interesting, but I agree. It's becoming more and more frustrating. Mm-hmm. Hank, uh, Walt is becoming more and more frustrating. He's always been a frustrating character. He's always been uh, hard to like, but mm. he's just unlikable. But you f- should find him interesting enough to yeah. stay engaged with him. Yeah, I mean, it's all about balance and light and dark, whereas I'm finding as this show progresses, there isn't a lot of light and dark to Walt anymore. He's just kind of unabashedly a douchebag. Well, I think there might be something there about... Because a lot of this season, we have separated Walt and Jesse. Mm, and yes. what we learn from that is that, yeah, without Jesse, Walt is pretty dark. He mm-hmm. sort of needs Jesse in his life for those reasons. But it also just sort of proves to be that maybe the only reason I ever was interested in Walt at all was because of Jesse. Like, maybe he was just being... By being attached to Jesse, a character I was sympathetic to, that's when I ca- cared about Walt. Is when it, when, it, when it affected Jesse is when I cared about Walt. Yes. And... And the more they were separated them, the less that Walt was mm-hmm. interesting to me because I was invested in Jesse's storyline. I mean, line. that's a very valid point. And I just sort of... Anyway, but I wasn't hating on the season by any means. Like, I was, I no, was I mean, quite enjoying it. I, I had really high hopes for it and I wanted it to be really good. I think, like, we were... Because the Mike and Jesse stuff comes at like halfway through the season, doesn't it? When they um, yeah, uh, maybe episode four or five. If I look into it, yeah. So those first four episodes, I was just kind of like, eh, well, meh about it. Like I felt bad for Jesse. He's obviously going through some stuff. There was actually some really cool direction while Jesse was going through stuff that I liked. But it wasn't until I saw Jesse and Mike that I really was like, oh, okay, that's that's something cool that I'm interested in do you remember feeling that way about season three though like i remember season three gets off to a slow start Mm. where walt is sort of trying to leave the life of uh, Mm. heisenberg behind and it takes a while for him to eventually be seduced by gas to start cooking meth and then he has to get jesse in he has to replace i do actually yeah and it started off in a similar way yeah Mm. and so it it did get off to a bit of a slow start yeah Um, maybe this i find the just the pacing of this show just it doesn't suit me i don't like it 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 bores me is that a problem that we're watching it the way we are though maybe it's possible but 
Wouldn't it be worse if you're watching it week to week? Possibly too. Yeah. I don't know. Unless maybe you feel like you're digging into it more. Maybe you savour it a bit more when it's week by week. Yeah, I think, maybe. I think of Game of Thrones, right? And like watching that Maybe if you're watching it week. week to week, you're focusing more on moments. Whereas like, you know, I'm watching episode one, two, three, and I know I've got like nine left. Do you know what I mean? So I'm just kind of you're rushing through it. You're thinking ahead yeah. like that way. That's true. Maybe we yeah. underappreciate things like that. Mm. Um, but I think the, the point I really wanted to get to was that if you asked me at episode 10 what I thought of this this season, I probably put it... Of? Of season four. Oh, sorry. Because you I've, just I've mentioned Game of Thrones before. Sorry. Oh, sorry. Sorry. Yeah. Of, of um, Breaking Bad. Mm-hmm. If you asked me at episode 10 mm-hmm. what I thought of the show, where I thought of this season, where I'd put it ranking-wise among the other seasons, I'd probably put it on the same level as season three, maybe just really? below season three, above season two. Okay. And then the last three episodes happened mm. and it dropped considerably. <laughs> um, yeah. I really, really, really dislike mm. specifically the last two episodes and in retrospect, the last three episodes. Yeah. Um, I realized afterwards that episode three really is set up for the last two episodes. And because of what it does, mm. the course it sets the show on, I'm going to count it as being a bad episode too. Although it's got some good moments in it, but... I mean, Epis- sorry, every- that was episode... Episode 11. 11, yeah. Yeah, so episode 11, 12, and 13, mm-hmm. for me, mm. um, are really problematic later, especially 12 and 13. I'll really emphasize those yeah. two, which are basically a two-parter mm-hmm. and just just completely shat the bed, yeah. as far as I'm concerned. I think because season three, the end of season three, I found so exciting. And the, yeah, those last couple of episodes. And I mean, you like the... think of that last moment, Yeah, right? exactly. Like it's that... Amazing, yeah. And you look at that moment and you can't wait to see what happens mm-hmm. next because what happened, what you just watched mm-hmm. is monumental. Yes. It's a huge deal. They've been put him uh, Walter has been pushed to a corner. He the plan they had, this is something I was thinking about because I wrote a big rant about the last episode. And one of the things that I loved about the ending of season three was that he, that uh, Walt and Jesse had a very simple plan at that point. Mm-hmm. It wasn't complicated. Mm-hmm. Um, Walt was the one who was going to kill Gale, yes. making them complete uh, invaluable to Gus, meaning he would have to keep them alive. Mm-hmm. Then the plan got complicated because Mike got in there first, was going to kill Walt. Walt's pushed into a corner. He has one option, mm-hmm. one option that makes any sense. Yeah, he rings Jesse. Does and Jesse has to do the unthinkable and it pushes Jesse into a situation where character-wise he has to do something that he doesn't actively wants to avoid, but through loyalty, which he's built up over three seasons, he does it anyway. And that is so compelling and so rewarding, and it just makes your head spin and go, what's going to happen next? Yeah. What does this mean for Jesse? What does this mean for Walt? What does this mean for the Walt and Jesse relationship? What does it mean for them going forward as cooks for Gus? Like, the whole thing is incredible, right? Yeah. This... Everything about the last two episodes mm. is so overly convoluted and complex yeah. and rubbish. Yeah. It does, it achieves none of the things that that previous finale did. And that's why mm. it, it pales in comparison to season yeah. three. Well, I mean, yeah, like just going back a bit because, yeah, at the end of season three when I was, you know, those moments were amazing. They blew my mind and they were so well done, so well crafted. Yeah. And then, so my expectations going to season four were very high. And then, obviously, they had the slow burn that season three had at the beginning as well. Mm-hmm. And then I saw you just before I was about to watch the last couple of episodes. And I was like, I'm not really liking very much. 
but I feel like it's going to be like season three where the last couple of episodes just blow your mind so that slow burn has a payoff and I asked you how you felt about it and you're like I'm not going to tell you I'm like okay okay all right because I just assumed that you would have loved it loved what happened and then I watched them and I was furious yeah I, I just couldn't believe how convoluted and it felt silly in a lot of ways what I was watching. It didn't feel like the beautifully crafted story I had watched a season earlier and it was really disappointing. Can I read out and we may just notes? cut this. All right. <laughs> yes. If this is no good, I'm just going to cut it. But I'm just going to read out this stream of consciousness yeah. that goes for over Can a Can I just say that I didn't me. write a single note for the last episode because I was just in shock and just angry, Mike. My arms were crossed and I was just pouting. I was like, I can't believe this is happening. Anyway, go on. Go All on right, here notes. we go. Episode 13. Quotation, does he have a sixth sense? Next quotation, why did you bring a bomb to the hospital? My, my comment, writers cover one silliness with another, cheap. <laughs> I sound like Trump doing a Trump text. <laughs> writers cover one silliness with another, cheap. Hashtag MAGA. <laughs> All caps, always call your lawyer when talking with police. Good move, Jesse. I actually quite like that. I'm glad he did that. That's something everyone should everyone learn. Should watch do. Making a Murderer and watch and listen to Serial and tell me that's just, what we should do. Just never speak to police without a lawyer. It's ridiculous. Plot hole. They're not your friends. Here's a little plot hole. There's a moment in the episode where mm. this maybe I'm I'm at this point I was just being nitpicky, probably. Yeah. There's a moment in the last episode where Walt rings up his neighbour to go into the house. Oh, right? Yeah. Okay, plot hole. Skylar changed the locks. If the neighbor doesn't know that Walt isn't living at the house anymore because he's the one that calls and said, "Can you go check the house?" and says, mm. "We're going to on a holiday." Do we believe the neighbor has an updated set of keys to the house? Oh, that's a good. That's a really good point. Because she shouldn't have been able to get into the house. Because he hadn't. They hadn't really, t- other than Flynn, I guess, hadn't really told anyone that he was moving back in. Yeah. I mean, he really hadn't. He was still yeah, living out of the house. He hadn't moved back in. He'd sort of been there for a few nights. Yeah, but no, I do feel... Skylar would have given us. Yeah, I mean, my mum my would have, like, if she had changed lock, she would give the replacement, a new replacement key to the neighbour. She totally would have. Anyway, I was looking at that <laughs> just going, I was like, if she can't get in, I'm going to love this. Yeah. But anyway... Uh, I, love I just that- love that he was willing to sacrifice that woman because she very easily could have just been shot in the head as she walked through the door. Totally. I love that Saul is wearing the plane crash ribbon way longer yeah. than anybody else. <laughs> I do love that. Right to the end there, yeah. Uh, need DEA bit was excellent with the yeah. him to write it out. That was great. Yeah. Great comic timing from that actress. Wait, the DEA doesn't see... Yeah, okay. So this is yeah. where I start getting angry. Wait, the DEA doesn't see how Hector Salamanca, ex-cartel, could have an angle... When his cartel nephews were the ones who tried to kill Hank, but then Hank killed them instead. So their argument is Mm. that when Hector comes into the DEA and says he wants to speak directly to Hank and Hank only, they go, that's fine. He'd have no reason to want to get at Hank. Fuck off, he wouldn't. (laughs) I can't think of anyone in the world who might have more reason to want to kill Hank. Yeah. That's... That, it, that was yeah. That's a really good example of how silly things got in those last couple of episodes. It was just like that is bullshit. Yeah. Just people the, making the show dumb decisions. Has never been this yeah. done. 
I said, all right, the show is getting dumb. It's yeah. one thing to have convenience. It's another thing to try to get, to, tr- to just get sloppy and have characters make stupid choices. Yeah. Try to use comedy to get away with silliness. Tone is confusing again. This finale is too complicated. It doesn't work like seasons three because <laughs> season three had everyone being smart. Yeah. All the motivations and choices and reactions were obvious. The plan was simple, got turned upside down, and the last choice was desperate and pushed the story into an interesting place. This has too many working parts or moving parts, I should think I meant. Feel like it's trying to wrap things up far too conveniently. More like a four-series finale than a neutral season finale. The pace of this finale is off too. Lots of very long pauses to build tension. Do you notice that as well? And like the music was good and it was building Mm. something. I think it was trying to make it feel epic, but it sort of... Oh yeah, lots of very long pauses to build tension, but this epic feel doesn't work with the silly because there's a lot of silly going Mm -hmm. on. Like a bit where Walt is... Um, outside Hector's little cottage thing at the... Oh, and the and little, little lady's like, hello, saying, hello. And yeah. Yeah. It just doesn't work. Um, Can I come too? <laughs> the need EPA... Oh, sorry, need DEA joke was funny at first, but the second one with the DEA and then doing it twice again. Again, it was it was drawing out too long. They did with that, the, the so, deal and dear? Do you mean that? No, or? so that one was funny, right? Yeah, right. But need... Deal or dear, right? Right. Was funny. Yeah. The timing on that was great. Mm. And then they go into... And then Hector goes to the thing and says... Starts writing, suck my... Balls, yeah. Right? And they go, okay, we get it. And then he starts saying, fuck. And it's like, you know, yeah. we get it. Yeah. And this C episode needs to move on. Yeah. And start <laughs> going back to what's important here. Because mm-hmm. this isn't important. So they did that joke three times. Only rather than the rule of three working... This time, it just got stale. Anyway, that annoyed me. Um, weird change to have this talk with Hector in his... Okay, yeah. Weird change to have Gus talk with Hector in his room when he's never done that before. He has always talked to Hector at every other stage yeah, in previously. That communal little in place. the communal area. Yeah. So it's not consistent mm-hmm. with what it's been trying to do in the past. It's just being stupidly convenient. Yep. Yeah. Didn't ask him what he told the DEA. He didn't even, he didn't even ask him. Like, that's the whole reason he was going there, was to ask him when he told the D here. He didn't even bother. No. Didn't wait to see what the consequences were. Was, has always on... He has ways on the inside, but doesn't use them to figure out what's going on at the DEA. Just assumes he rat him out and didn't seem at all worried. Cool two-faced death, <laughs> but I'm not satisfied. Just delayed satisfaction because we still don't know why he didn't get in his car back at the hospital. Yeah. Actually, I've got a question. Yep. So when Hector is leaving the DEA and Gus's man is on the outside, he's like, I've got eyes on the DEA and Hector's leaving. Does he just sit outside the DEA all day or was he following Hector? I think the idea is that, no, the idea is that someone, I think because of what was going on at the DEA at the time. Right. I think they, he, he th- they had there. someone there. Okay. Not, not, not generally, but I think that day because there was stuff happening, like they knew what was happening with, um, with Hank at that stage, I'm pretty sure. Because they have people looking at uh, watching Hank's thing because Hank's been on their trail, right? Right. Okay. So they know that the DEA is looking after Hank, Hank. and taking his protection. Therefore, they think something's going down, so they have someone watching the DEA. Then. Okay, right. So that I didn't mind. Okay. Um, but I see what you're saying. Like, right? Because I just... thought it was his usual henchman. I was like, it why is, is one he of his usual there? henchmen. But it was it was specific. I think it was that was a fair reaction to what was going on. Right. Escalation. They wanted someone to have eyes on what was happening at the DEA. Yeah. So he had him there. Okay. That didn't bother me too much. Um, it, if it wasn't 
Ryson that got Brock sick. What was it? Oh, wait a second. So it was Walt. What a shit face. But that was some sort of Batman v Superman convoluted plan. How is this? How is there still another season? Where did the Ryson cigarette go? It's it's so it's over so the top. many dumb questions. I'm left. That's the bit that frustrated me. It's just it's so ridiculously convoluted. I feel like I don't know. We're getting ahead of ourselves. I don't know if we can come back to this later or not. Let's take a step back. Okay. Let's take a step back. In the past, yeah, we've been critical of Marie's involvement in the plot. Yes. She's been underserved, mm-hmm. to say the least. First season, she shoplifts. Second season... Nothing. Nothing. <laughs> Third season, she ends up at the end of the season sort of being the person that Hank leans on. Um, yeah. And then, I think even... And then the start of this season the person that Hank is getting very, very frustrated with. Mm-hmm. And we get a good episode from Marie where she's going around to... Oh, that was really good. ...to homes that are up for sale yeah. and, like, taking on different personalities, making out these stories about her life and mm-hmm. her theoretical husband and kids and blah, 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 blah. And she's stealing things again. Stealing mementos from other people's yes. families. That was... I loved her stories. They were, that was great. Those st- her stories were great. Yeah. And that was a really interesting moment. We got to see a little glimpse of Marie and what how she's dealing with... Mm-hmm. You know, her husband struggles and yeah. how he's changing as a partner. Yeah. A bit of self-medication there with a very bad habit. Yep. A- absolutely. And then... Nothing. That's kind of it. Yeah. You just get that one episode. Like, what is the purpose? That's, that's the real problem with the pacing in this show is that I, I feel like they waste a lot of time on things that could be done so much more efficiently and, but, and still as interesting, but I feel like just time is wasted on things that don't really go anywhere. Yeah. And Which this is, yeah. I, I, we'll, we'll just continue with this for a second. So Marie, that was Marie, right? Mm-hmm. So she had a little bit at the start and they got pushed out. Yeah. Saul um, has, he's sort of reacting still to the end of the last season. Mm. He's got a bodyguard. That's quite funny. He sort of gets pushed to the sideline. He gets actually pretty much actively pushed out of Walt and Jesse's storyline mm-hmm. and pushed into Skylar's pretty much. Yeah, that's true. He does true. more stuff with Skylar than he does with anybody else this season. Yeah. And then comes back into the end because uh, Walt and Jesse both need people. He actually, at one point I thought he'd left. I thought he was sort of done. And then all of a sudden he's at yeah, Jesse. Yeah, I, th- I thought he had disappeared. And then all of a sudden he's he's looking after Jesse again mm. when the FBI are investigating, which is weird <laughs> saying. Um weird series of scenes mm. um, and so Saul got sort of pushed to the side and then Mike who was great through this whole season eventually gets sort of incapacitated and pushed out of the finale as well which I thought was interesting um, because it seems like Mike's presence is really important yes apparently him not being there made things really complicated yeah I mean I could see why that was important for him not to be that that made sense but it was interesting that they were all sort of pushed out of the plot at different points mm-hmm. I wonder what was going on there but what you said about Marie I thought was really interesting and one of the things we talked about last time, you mentioned this idea. You'd read an interview or listened to a commentary or something like that where they talked about the writing the style of the show. jazz writing, yeah. Right. Let's talk about that for a second. Okay. What, what is, what is, what's jazz writing mean again? What's the idea there? So basically it's... Um, so instead of having a very strict structure at the beginning of when you're writing a series, um, you maybe might have an idea and then you go off on that and you just kind of like see where it takes you. Sure. And so, yeah, just kind of like following the natural rhythm and not really putting any confines on your story, really. And yeah, just seeing where it goes. So and that is apparently, um, you know, apparently what they do on Breaking Bad. 
or I, what they used to do. I can see... I think this season shows that more evidently than any other one. Mm-hmm. That style. Yeah. Because I think we both see the pros and the cons of that style. The pros are that the show can go in uninspected directions. Mm-hmm. When Gus makes Mike take Jesse out on one of those drops mm. to pick up money and he starts learning a different side of the business and he starts building a reputation, a good reputation with Gus. Yeah. That went somewhere really cool. Reinstates a bit of pride in himself. Yeah. Right. And that stuff was great. Mm-hmm. I really enjoyed that stuff. Con, when things you set up or <laughs> things you start working on and then drop for no reason mm-hmm. or you're forced to come back around to some stuff or you're forced and compelled to tie up loose ends. Yeah. I really feel like the rice and cigarette is a big one. Yeah. To me, that was a Chekhov's gun that didn't fire they tried to make it work in the finale by having it sort of go parallel with Brock's sickness, but it was so forced and convoluted it didn't do anything. Yeah, Chekhov's gun is a yeah, it's a perfect way to put it. You We kept checking in on it. We kept check offing yeah. <laughs> No, it's terrible. Cutting that. <laughs> no, don't. Um See, I you know, I I love a good twist. I love to be like almost like proven to be an idiot by just an amazing writer. I'm totally down for that. You being like, be, oh my want... God. Oh, wow. That's amazing. I would never have thought of that. You want to be, you want to get to the end of it and go, oh man, you got me. Yeah, like, exactly. You, you had me hook, line, sinker and it worked. Mm-hmm. Well done. I bought that magic trick. Exactly. That didn't feel, well, the, you know, the cigarette didn't feel like that. Mm-mm. It felt cheap and it felt lazy and I was really annoyed. <laughs> Which bit specifically felt cheap and lazy? It's because I, I couldn't figure out how the fuck the cigarette, how Walt got the cigarette. And if he did, did he? It, we don't even know that well, he did. Yeah, and if he did, it would have been such a ridiculous plan that involved a lot of other people just to get the cigarette. And then he had to poison this little boy. It was just, it was stupid. Yeah. It was silly. And yeah. it was. The fact that I had to think so hard on it and it wasn't just like, oh, it was there in front of me the whole time. I just didn't see it. The the problem with it is, I think there are there are there are ways to have convoluted, complicated things not spelled out to you that you have to figure out, right? Mm. I don't mind a puzzle. But this show has never been a puzzle. No. This show has always been really, really good at like building on it's the decisions the characters are making. Well-motivated decisions. Sometimes surprising, but in retrospect you go, or in the moment you go, oh, I can see why they made that yeah. decision. And well, it builds and builds and builds well, those ways. Yeah, what I was saying to you earlier in the day was that this show is really just watching someone with their head in a vice and it's slowly just being cranked, cranked, cranked. So in that, if that's the show that you've made, therefore a lot, if like most of the decisions these characters are making is under that. It's like, absolute pressure at all times sure and therefore their motivations are really clear you understand why they're doing it yeah again this, and this look at the end of season yeah, three perfect example yeah. this doesn't feel like that it feels like a different show and it's strange to watch it feels like a show i hate it feels like <laughs> have you ever watched and i don't want to yeah hate is such a strong word i feel like i judge people when i say mm. this um the blacklist was it what's the one with um what's his name from Boston Jane, Legal. Jane, James. 
Spider. James Spader, right. I um, no, I never watched it. I watched the first episode. My mum really likes it. Okay, so. I think I think a lot of people like it. I, but I, I, I often a pilot can really... That wasn't a glowing reference, like... <laughs> <laughs> that wasn't a way... I mean, I watch Grey's Anatomy with my mum. Like, I know it's a terrible show. I sure. just like watching it. Yeah. Sure. But The Blacklist, right, mm-hmm. is a show that I... I watched the pilot because it got hyped up a bunch and James Spader and all that yeah. sort of stuff. And I watched it and went, no, I hate this show. This show is dumb because mm-hmm. it... For any of the cool, complicated stuff to work, the mastermindy stuff to work, a bunch of dickheads have to be dickheads, right? Yeah, right. There was one bit in it that I hated where this... So, James Spader is like this... I'll try and keep this brief because this is off topic a little bit, but James (laughs) Spader is like this wanted criminal. He's a mastermind sort of in like... Um, I don't know, organized crime or whatever. He hands himself in, um, but he says, I'll only talk if I can talk to this one specific girl. This one specific woman, Mm. right? And it happens to be her first day at the FBI or whatever it is. And she goes outside to go to work and there's like all these police cars and helicopters and stuff there. They're like to get her because she's so important, right? So she goes in, they take her in, she goes into work. Is she a fugitive? Why do they need so many men to just... Because she's so important. They need to protect her, right? The idea is that she's so important they can't not get her. It's vital. He's so valuable that she needs to be like, you know. Right. So they take her in, this important person, and she spends the day there. He's He has specifically asked to talk to her, and it sort of goes bad. I can't remember what happens, but it doesn't work out. So she sort of goes home in a strop. She's you know had a bad day. It hasn't worked out. She goes home and then gets attacked by someone in her house. And I'm like, hold on a second. At the start of this episode, you had the fucking armed forces outside <laughs> her house. But when she goes home for the night, you don't give a shit about her anymore, even though... She is still the only person that he wants to talk to. Yeah, right. I was just like, for this, this to work, people have to be really dumb, mm-hmm. and that's what this show never was. Yeah. It was never that. Mm-hmm. It was never about people being dumb. It was about everyone being smart, but some being slightly smarter, yes. better manipulators, mm-hmm. better players of the game. Yeah, like a chess game. Yeah, yeah, yeah. exactly. And this did not wasn't a chess game. Nope. At the end. This was fucking mousetrap at the end. <laughs> and mousetrap and chess, while mousetrap is fun, it's a completely different game. Yes. And it doesn't fit. Mm-hmm. And that's the best analogy I'm ever going to make because that worked <laughs> out pretty well. Well done, sir. Thank well you. Done. <laughs> anyway. Yeah. I'm sorry. I feel like I've really just taken it off track. No, no. I, I just love that we keep going back to the ending, no matter what we start off with. Oh, there is one thing I want to say about Marie, actually. Sure. I want to have a very strong word with their set designer mm. that has designed Marie and Hank's house. Did you notice anything about that house? No. Hmm. I'm just going to – I'll bring up a picture for you. Okay. Tell me what you notice about their house or their kitchen, though it's all throughout the house, but this is just one little screenshot I took. Everything's purple. Everything is fucking purple. <laughs> their cushions are purple. All of their crockery is purple. Their fucking coffee maker. Everything is purple. Not only is the coffee maker purple, the little packets of coffee next to the coffee maker also purple. Does she choose her coffee by just the colour of the package? I, I feel like that might be actually something they established way back early on. They was... probably did. It's fucking stupid though. <laughs> no one does that. Is this no an, one does that. Is this an example, though, of... I don't know. I, there's a house in Bendigo. We're both lived in Bendigo. This is a town in Australia, so in uh, central Victoria. Just people <laughs> who have no idea what we're talking about. There was a house, right? It's quite a nice house. Decent, nice car. Big um, tennis court outside. 
Mm-hmm. The tennis court, the house, the fences, the car were all the same colour green. And I am not kidding. <laughs> this is a real place that someone lived in. I don't know who it was, but I, I've got, I remember this house. People do weird shit. But the question is, is this the right show for that sort of no, thing? it's a cartoon. It's, like it's, I can see, like, and every, like Marie just constantly wears purple. I don't understand what they're doing. Sure. It doesn't make sense to me. And so it's a huge distraction. It's like every time they're in that house or like I'm just staring at purple stuff and I just don't know why I'm staring at purple stuff. And I hate it. I can I can see I can see what they're going for there. If that's Marie's thing, right? I can imagine the whole house is Marie's and Hank doesn't give a shit about it. Hank couldn't care less as long as he's got his big screen TV. You know what I mean? Like that's the only thing that he would care about in that house. Um and you know, he's awesome but SUV car. Why? Why? Why is it purple? Because they don't have a character for her and they haven't had for all four seasons. They haven't so they known have what a to quirk do with her. That... That's what it got, comes oh. down to. That's the best they got for her. They didn't, as much as we praise the writers. Last season in particular. Mm, that is nothing. That is that is nothing. The thing that frustrates me is mm. that I look back on Fly now and my criticisms mm. of Fly mm-hmm. about the way that they were trying to be a bit too cute. They were trying to, like, how clever they were, but also how I wanted to kind of call them on their shit. Like, mm. they were trying to cover their writing tracks a little yeah. bit. And I feel a little vindicated by that because I think I think I, I think this season proves that they're not mm. as clever as they think they are. Yeah, um, agreed. As, as much as I really enjoyed up till now, and there are still moments in season four that I really liked, but mm. okay, two things to approach. We keep talking about the ending because the ending is so important here. Mm-hmm. Is a bad ending enough to ruin a season of television? Like, can you look past two bad episodes and look at the rest and like it? Now, I know you didn't like season four as much as I did mm-hmm. overall. You already weren't loving it. Yeah. But you established that maybe this is the answer. Mm. Season three really lifted for you because of how well it ended. Yes. So, because season four So, ended in that case, so it retroactively can make a season worse. better yeah. um, in, in season three's case. Therefore, is it fair for it to retroactively make, make you think of all of season four as being bad or not being as good as it, you may have otherwise remembered it? Say the show ended. I think so, say, yes. Imagine the show ended at the end of episode 11. Imagine it ended at that moment. Pretty cool moment, I might add. I, I really liked it. With yeah. Walt, Walt in, in the, the crawl, crawl space, space and there's this great shot. Mm. I mean, there's still some great moments in this show. Don't get me wrong. Just I just lying in the dirt surrounded by his money. Maniacally laughing. Like yeah. Joker laugh. Yeah. Mark Hamill would be proud. Yeah, that's what I thought. I was like, this, that's a super villain. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And I thought that too. Yeah. I was like, oh, this is the Lex Luthor moment. This yeah. is where he finally goes crazy. And maybe that's what happened here. Mm. Um, that's what Maybe that's what they were going for. Nah, it didn't work. Um, <laughs> but it's panning out and yeah. up basically away from him. And I imagine that the show ended there and that next season and we got a little bit of space for them to maybe think this yeah. through. It would, Or just imagine that it ended there. And even if we got those two, that ending, but the start of the next season, right? Imagine mm. if, if you looked at the season as that, up to the point where he is just fucked, basically. Yeah. I think I would have come away from this season feeling pretty good about it. Yeah, maybe, me too. Maybe on the same <laughs> level as season three, honestly. I don't think I would have been at the same It wouldn't have been far below level, it, though. Just because um, season three was such a gut punch because of Jesse. Sure, sure. Um, so I don't think, for me, it would have been at the same level. But yeah, I... 
I would have had my feelings would be much more positive for this season. And yeah. I, I think I would have really enjoyed that. Um, as to whether, you know, the last two episodes that we have and they were the beginning of season five, I, I think that would put me in a really weird mood for season five. But yeah, just can, so those last two episodes, did they make the season worse? For me, they did. I think, I, it, I, think I, 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 When we finished season three, I was like, oh yeah, I can see myself rewatching Breaking Bad. After finishing season four, I was like, I don't want to rewatch this show. I have no desire to rewatch it. Is this, is this the jazz writing gone bad? They write themselves into a corner. I think there's an episode called Cornered somewhere in there as well. <laughs> um, they, they wrote themselves into a corner and just weren't smart enough to, but they, yeah, got to a point and finally jazz wasn't going to help get them out of it. Yeah. They couldn't sort of. What do you think that point was where they were in a corner and then they would have had to have gotten themselves out? Well, this is my overall theory and I haven't researched this. I do not know the answer to this question, but I mentioned this to you earlier Mm. that I compared, I compare these last two episodes. They remind me to some degree of the last two or three episodes of Buffy the Vampire Slayer. Any spoilers coming up? Yeah, possibly. I'll I'll, I'll keep it vague, but if you really don't know anything about Buffy, but I personally find... The last couple of episodes, some very convenient things start happening. Some be- very big problems get solved very conveniently. Mm-hmm. And whole things that have never been possible are possible. And it's thematically it works, sure. Mm. But plot-wise, it's kind of like, oh, geez, you really, this came out of nowhere, didn't it? Yeah. I think when you have to start inventing things to solve a problem that you've created, and that's, that's a writing issue. Is. Yeah. yeah, And that's what this feels like. But also what I think... Why the other reason it felt like that finale of Buffy, of season seven particularly, is mm. because it felt like it was trying to wrap up all its storylines. Yeah. I've never at any stage gotten to the end of a season of, of uh, sorry, of um, Breaking Bad and thought, oh, w- what happens next? Yeah. My thought is, oh my God, what happens next? Yeah, can't it's, wait, can't it, wait, can't wait. It's this feeling mm-hmm. of there's so much potential in where they've left this. Yeah. Um, whether that's... Okay, I didn't love the ending of season one, but I was like, okay, cool. So the next season's mm-hmm. going to be about them and Tuco. End of season two, uh, Skylar finds out what Walt's That's doing, right. and we had the plane crash, which amounted to nothing. Mm. Again, maybe a jazz problem. Mm-hmm. Um, but you know, there was I was like, okay, where, progress. What, we, what yep. does that mean? Next step, next step. Season mm-hmm. three, the obvious. Um, Jesse kills Gail. Oh my god. Yeah. Season four, it's kind of like Walt says, "I win," and it's like, "Oh, I guess it's done now." Mm. It's, I don't. I just really don't know where the show can go from here. Yeah, I don't know thematically. I have no well, idea. Yeah, its direction. sorry. Did you actually get to your theory of the fact that you think? That, I okay. So yeah, yeah, that is the theory, right? Yes. So the other, what I wonder is, is it possible that they didn't think they were getting a season five? Mm. Is it possible that they were writing this whole season with the impression that they were going to get a fifth season, and then maybe? all of a sudden didn't think they were getting a fifth season, so were forced to write a very, uh, uh, you know, put a bow on it basically mm. and wrap things up so as to be satisfying and then got a fifth season anyway and had to build off that. And it's like, we don't know because we haven't got to season five yet. We don't, It feels like, and I haven't done research mm. on it, but feels, it's so, it smells off to me. It smells yeah. like something like that might have happened. It smells of desperation to, yeah... Just kind of cauterize the wound, so like everything's kind of tied off and done, and, and if we don't have to worry about anything. But 
but if yeah, at the end of like that's not the finale of a of a show, it feels very strange. Particularly like Breaking Bad, which last thing was like, whoa, this is what the show is. It 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 gains momentum, it gains excitement yeah. as you go further and further into like this journey to hell. And this just fell flat. The there's evidence in I realized in this season for what that I might be saying might be true as well. Mm. Um did you notice there was a some pretty unsubtle product placement this season? I didn't, but I never pick up on that stuff. <laughs> there was definite okay, there was a Sony TV that was really obviously a Sony TV. Mm-hmm. The Xbox three sixty showed up a bunch of times. Right. Rage, the Bethesda game Rage. Gets a highlight. The one of the cold opens is Jesse playing <laughs> That's right, an yeah. on-rail shooter version of Rage, yeah. which I never played Rage, but I thought it was an open, open-world shooter. I didn't mm. know it had an on-rails part. Maybe it does. Maybe it doesn't. Maybe they made it for the show, but it's still very clearly um, made sure they yeah. knew it was Rage. I wasn't. Yeah, because I obviously noticed that, but I didn't realize it was a real video game because I'd never heard of it before. It, and then a couple of times we've seen them playing Sonic and stuff like that. Like, yeah. fine. The Xbox got a lot of play in it. Yeah. Um. And that's, like, some... I, I just never noticed that in the show before. So, when it started mm. happening, I'm noticing it. And it reminds me of Fringe, right? Okay. So, Fringe, towards the third, fourth, fifth season of that show, started getting really heavy-handed with some of its product placement. Right. Really heavy-handed. And Needed the reason was... finances. Yeah. And the reason mm. was, it just wasn't making enough money. Mm-hmm. Um, and, like, you look past it because I like the show. Yeah. I... I it's if that's what they need to do to survive, you're all for fine. it. Fine, mm-hmm. um, but it's an obvious sign of a show that's struggling to mm. profit, be profitable. Yeah. And I think that might have been. I think it, there are signs that suggest that was the case. With Breaking Bad's made it's the case. However, and 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 that's if that's what happened, and they had to wrap up the show, then I like okay, sacrifices have to be make made. They got to an ending point that was, I guess, if it was done more expertly might have been satisfying mm-hmm. but the the way they did it was wrong but if that's not the case what else happened what, so what, confusing what happened instead is it possible that mm. somewhere along the line as they were riffing with their jazz writing got a little bit bored of this storyline and went meh maybe I've got this idea for something else that's completely different can we just wrap this Gus thing up so we can do that instead and they all went yeah right," and just shat something out to get it over with so they can move on to whatever that's going to happen in season five. Do you know what this makes I, me... I almost wish it, I, or hope that the circumstances were that they truly believed that they were going to be cancelled. It, it makes this much and more so, forgivable. And, yeah, and so there's... I'm willing to put some goodwill there. doesn't make it any more satisfying. But it doesn't... It doesn't... I mean, what we're... I mean, we've talked about Rise Intentions before and we've talked about this show in very fourth wall you know we've talked about the meta of the show yeah. rather than the show itself before and i think it's fair for us to talk about that sort of stuff too mm-hmm. but at the end of the day if we have to look at this as a season of television mm-hmm. for what it is mm-hmm. it fails to stick the landing yes it breaks its leg <laughs> upon hitting the mat all its front teeth have been knocked out that's yeah. it yeah it face it falls face first yeah. boom just you know Got to wait another four years for the next Olympics. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Let's try and get positive for a second. Okay. What did we like about this season? What was it? Do, what was it doing right before the ending? Because honestly, I can go back through my notes <laughs> mm-hmm. and find a bunch of times where I'm getting excited. Right. I uh, I remember being excited. Yeah, about the Mike and Jesse stuff, which we've spoken about. Sure. I really enjoy that dynamic. 
I and we've also spoken about I got really excited about Hank's detective work um, and following him on that investigation. Really enjoyed that. Yeah, I love Hank being good detective. Yes, that was that was a lot of fun. Yeah. Um, what else did I enjoy? Oh, I'm, I'm going to go through my episode notes bit by bit. Um, the, oh, I thought it was cool that the show literally just continues on from where the last season ended off. Like, yes, literally. Yep. Right we into saw it. the gut shot fired, mm-hmm. and then that's where we continue on from that exact moment. Mm-hmm. Didn't miss a second. Yep. That was really cool. Great great that we just got to sort of see the immediate effect on Jesse. Um, in that episode as well, that was pretty cool scene. Pretty great bit of acting from the actor that plays Gus, um, where he's completely silent. Walt is trying to weasel his way mm. out of being killed, and he takes the box cutter and kills Vincent. Um, what did you think of that? scene by the way in terms of what were you, did you think was being said there why did he kill Vincent and I, I mean I think Jesse explicitly says it he's like if I can't kill you I'll make you wish you were dead pretty much it's like these are the stakes and the stakes are real yeah. so while I might not be able to kill you I can make your life a literal hell yeah I think is what he's saying there. I think there was there was even uh, I was thinking about like Vincent was also on the crime scene and potentially seen mm-hmm. um, I think you if you noticed his his face yes, was end up in the being... DEA. So there was reasons to get rid of Vincent yes. as well from yep. a, that were productive too. Mm-hmm. I mean, he murdered someone, but you know, for the sake of his own business, it made sense. Mm-hmm. But yes, it sent a pretty clear message. I loved in that episode as well. I was so disturbed with the amount that Jesse was eating when they're at the Denny's. Yeah. Afterwards, Jesse's hours away from having killed a man, mm-hmm. and he is just stuffing his face and seems completely unfazed, which we find out very quickly is. He's very affected by it. Yeah. He's he's going that was for... Disturbing. Yeah, it was. He's going for excess and distraction. Right. And that's the first instance where we see that. And when you first see it, it's very confronting because you don't understand why yeah, he's doing why that. Yeah, why he's got an appetite. And this then, is weird. Yeah, and then as it this season continues on, or those first few episodes continue on, you realise that he is just... He's losing it, but pretending that he's not. One of the things I got right with the ending is if they, that involving a kid is going to be the thing that Jesse responds to. Mm-hmm. Because Brock was in danger, yep. there is some element of truth to the idea that Jesse might betray Gus. I just don't believe that at this point he would still believe. I don't think he's got any reason to still believe uh, Walt. Gus has been... Gus is good at every step to him from a certain point on. Yeah, from a certain point on, Yes. I I mean, as the season progressed, I never really bought why Jesse would be protecting Walt so much to the extent that he does. Yeah. That re- that stopped making sense. Um, well, this is my thought. I really felt like the season was going somewhere completely different. If the show didn't feel like it had to wrap up, I wonder whether the season would have ended with Jesse and Walt completely at other end, like absolute adversaries, which mm-hmm. I predicted back when we were talking about season one was yeah. going to happen. And it happened to some degree in this season. Yeah. But then I really thought that might be like... I mean, they did come to... They did have a punch-on. They did. At yep. one stage. But I thought that like... I don't know whether... Well, I thought, yeah, after the punch-on and then we see Walt and he's, you know, all beaten up and Flynn comes to look after him and he's like crying. He's very regretful about what happened between him and Jesse. And I thought that might have been a realisation on Walt's part of his wrongdoings. And then obviously Jesse's on the other side and he's just purely angry 
And so like that dynamic of Walt trying to genuinely regain his trust um, and Jesse just opposing it. And they did try to attempt it and never really successfully got there, I don't think, Um, just because for some reason Walt is always just dark. He's just dark. Yeah, and it would have, I mean, that's a great, it would have been a great pivot point on for Walt to for the us to start to sympathize with him if we had any real reason to sympathize with yes. him but at some point you just he's so unlikable mm-hmm. it just yeah but i don't know i would have liked i would have loved to have seen a situation where we really got to fully embrace that gus is thinks that jesse's the golden child and walt is out and walt having to deal with the fact that he mm-hmm. is second rate he wants to be the good father he's, he wants to be the guiding light but he has been replaced mm-hmm. by as both the golden child of or as in the golden goose of Gus <laughs> yeah. and also as the mentor of Jesse. Of Jesse. That would have mm. been freaking great. It would have been. Uh, we didn't get a chance <laughs> to really go there, unfortunately. No. Just, it, it skirts the surface, but it doesn't yeah, my do anything with it. A lot can happen in three years. Like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage that lasts nearly three years in some states. Learn more at UH1.com. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. One of my favorite scenes or favorite episodes in this season is the one where Gus and Mike and Jesse go to Mexico. Mm-hmm. Yeah, me too. And... That's a really interesting scene. They send, spend this whole season setting up Gus and getting to know his backstory, getting to know his motivations, mm-hmm. getting to know how dangerous and clever he can be. Yes. He can put himself at risk for the sake of protecting his business interests. He has a plan and he has it set up in a way, like he does his best to make sure it is solid um, to the point where he has paramedics ready on staff mm-hmm. and like all this sort of stuff, right? And I just feel like it was building towards getting to know him so that we can... Build on that and him and Mike and Jesse into another season and it just got cut short. Like, yeah. I feel like I'm just repeating myself here, but oh boy, it just feels like <laughs> something was taken from us. I was yeah, like, it's really hard not to focus on the glaring missteps because it's kind of like, it's really hard to, yeah, not focus on it and to think of something else because I've just got so many big question marks about how on it's earth the, this it's happened. the wasted potential that's yeah. frustrating yeah i don't know we still have another season to go can the show redeem itself what I, does th- i think they totally have the capability to make a really good season can it redeem itself for this finale though like what does it need to do what does it need to to do to get you back on board um, can it retcon something can it fix something to make it like we've re- it's retconned in the past i think it needs to somehow invent that MIB memory erasing <laughs> machine so I forget. What if, right, <laughs> we start season two mm. and Walt is still cackling in the bottom of the... Wait, season five. Season yeah. five, sorry. Yeah. Start season five and Walt is still cackling in the crawl space. 
And great. All of the finale. That would be great. Was just him <laughs> like coming up with some harebrained scheme yeah. that would never he's work. He's become delusional. He's yeah. He's just living in a delusion he's because like, it's absurd. The, the whole thing is absurd. And yeah, then yeah. he's in a mental institute. Ooh. That's how you fix it. It's so cheap. But I would take it no, a second. Not even if he's like in a mental institute. Like the last two episodes literally take place in like two seconds of Walt's brain. Yeah, and sure. then we're, and then we're back. We're just and he's still in. But that like that's space. like 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 it was all a dream, right? But for the oh, but sake thank of God, <laughs> you know, like I would that's... never have been so happy with, yeah. with that mm. awful time. It's like waking up from a nightmare. You're really appreciative. Yeah. Like, oh, good. That was real. Thank. Good. Especially but no, they need to, to like, find fulfill a... the plan and it fell apart straight away. Like he tried to go through with it and it just didn't work. It's just like that's not no. That, that I mean it would happen. make sense it's a nightmare because a man with half a head is walking around adjusting his tie before he sure, dies. Sure. Oh, oh. I, as 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 cool as that moment was, it just doesn't again, it just doesn't fit. It's I don't cartoony. think it was cool though. I don't think it was I think it was childish cool. and ridiculous. I, but the show can be childish ridiculous <sighs> at times. This is the thing that's really weird about the show, is it it can be so many different things. The problem is because it can be so many different things. That's not real. You can though. push it. You well, can be childish and whatever if you are somehow like weighted in reality. That's fine. Particularly with a show like this, which wants to be like gritty and real a lot of the time well that's, that's the fine. question does it always want to be gritty and real it can be so goofy and silly too like we've talked about the but way- there is a but even in those silly moments there's like an authenticity there that's what i mean by realness there's a there's a reflection of reality at least yes. in there it's a it's a imitation of real but it's yeah. still recognizable as something that was once real. Yeah. Whereas that to you doesn't come across as real. Now, it's okay. absurd to me that right. that happened. What if it's possible that someone, that can happen? What if it's, what if, I don't, you know, we don't know enough about human biology and what mm. it's capable of surviving and that is true. Is this still an argument where reality is not an excuse for fiction? Where because stylistically it's so far removed from mm-hmm. what the show has done in the past yes. that it, it breaks its own sort of language like it breaks its own it breaks I what th- makes it breaking bad for it me breaks bad. Uh, get out get out this is awful um for me it does for some people they might have been like that totally fits the tone of the show or that makes sense to me it didn't it, it there was, okay there were two moments that ruined the season for me the first yeah the first is when gus is on He's in the car park. Jesus Christ. And he has this spidey sense moment. And then the whole next episode, I was just waiting for some sort of reasoning as to why that happened. Never got it. Whatever. So that made me angry. And then, yeah, that moment when he gets blown up and he walks out of the room with half a head, adjusts his tie and then falls down. Have we talked on this? Because we talked a bit about this before. Have we talked yet on the podcast about how that moment is just complete? An utter rubbish. Like I talked, in, I went through my notes about mm. how they tried to cover. You went it. through your notes, but go go into detail about. End it. of episode twelve. I love that we tried to do something really positive, and then we're back here again. Anyway, <laughs> end of episode twelve. Yeah. The second last episode, Walt is going to blow up the car that Gus is in. On his way to the car, ha- uh, Gus stops. He's got bodyguard telling him for the first time ever, by the way. This is a guy whose whole thing is like blending in. Yep. He's like... Under the radar. Under, under the, the radar. radar. Yep. He is there. He is invisible, but in plain sight, basically. Mm. And all of a sudden, he's got two people following him around, like he's 
fucking, you know, a mobster. Mm. And he goes up to the roof to get into his car. And before he gets to his car, he stops and has his fucking spider sense go off, apparently. <laughs> and he knows something's wrong and he walks away. Not only does he just like... He looks around. He looks. He's practically staring at the rooftop where Walt is. Well, how the fuck did Walt get onto that rooftop, by the way? <laughs> no, I don't Like, how did he get there? We don't know any of this stuff. <laughs> it's the little details, because details are where this show is being good, right? Mm-hmm. It's details that get people caught. It's details that put Hank onto the scent of Walt. Yes. You know what I mean? It, details are really important in this mm-hmm. show. And they... And the ending just completely throws... Rushed. Detail. It's rushed. Yeah. It throws details that don't matter anymore. Mm-hmm. Um, and yeah, and so that that moment is fucking unforgivable, and it's like coincidence again. But it's but the, what really frustrates me about that moment is that is a when they try to justify it by conflating it with Walt bringing a pipe bomb into a hospital, like yeah, Jesse makes a comment about it, yeah. and like how they're both absurd. Yeah, that doesn't. Sorry, guys, you don't get a free pass. Mm. Um, well, by I doing that, I brought it up because I tried to find a way to reason. It out. So I'm just going to explain that to you again because people at home might be like, oh, this is the reasoning behind it just so you can sure, I'll bring, up, why bring, wrong. Yeah, bring up your counterpoints. So I, after I finished this, I had to go have a shower. Like I almost cried in the shower. I was just like, oh God. <laughs> it was like, it was, you could have filmed it. It would have been tragic. Though slightly pornographic. Anyway, um, it's weird. It's all about how you frame it. <laughs> it's not por- what were you doing while you were crying in the shower? Masturbating furiously. <laughs> um, yeah, so... So you're trying yeah, to so reason. Yeah, so so my reasoning, so my reasoning for it was that because Gus went in and he's and he spoke to Jesse and Jesse was like the kid's been poisoned. Then Gus leaves and he he knows that he hasn't poisoned the boy. So clearly he's been lured there for some reason and therefore understands that he shouldn't get in the car cuz something is amiss. So that was me trying to find a way which for, makes a lot of sense. sense. Except that Here it comes. within minutes or hours of that moment, understanding that he's trying... If, if he understands that he is being lured into the open, mm. he then goes and visits Hector. Yeah. If he really thought... If he really had that moment, an actual logical calculated moment of like, oh, wait a second, I'm being played here. He never would have gone to see Hector because mm-hmm. he would have understood that that was probably him being played as well. And so it, and so that completely destroys that theory. Yeah, It's just I think you logic loopholes in yeah. there are so dumb. And just what the other thing that frustrates me is that like the ending of that episode where, well, it's like, oh no, I missed my opportunity to blow up Gus just delays him blowing up Gus next mm-hmm. episode. The only thing that's different is it happens in a... Instead of having a car park, it happens in an old folks' home and Hector blows up too. I don't wasn't invested enough in Hector for me to care about that. Mm-hmm. I, yeah, I mean... It just didn't amount to were, anything. If, you know, AMC was worried about budget, you know, Vince Gilligan and his team probably could have been like, you know what, we actually don't need our last episode. Let's just change it a bit. There you go. Save me your cash. Done. They just... Uh, I don't know. <laughs> It's heartbreaking. Nothing makes sense anymore. I'm getting, and it's it's heartbreaking because I was I was really enjoying the show. I was getting it. I was getting it. I was getting why people were loving it. I'm yeah. really, oh man. Season the thing is funny thing is though, season five is fucking fascinating to me. Like, yeah. what is that season at I'm, this point? I feel like they're they're going to do a hard reset. 
I think that's exactly what's going to happen. Yeah. Um, so really, they could do anything. It's just weird because we don't have any kind of antagonist With left the, over we at all. Antagonist, but we maybe have. There are some slight story threads that maybe can come back. Um, well, I yeah, I mean, because yeah, we were having a chat early, and I was saying that I don't know maybe no, because yeah, like you said, Hank's. Because I thought maybe it would be Hank versus Walt. It could be. It could be, but I feel like that ship has sailed. Like, they tied it up that at this point, they've got no reason to think it wasn't anyone except Gus. Mm, True. It's all all just there. That Mm. it was right. That was the whole point. I won, you know. Yeah. Um, The other options, the things that have were introduced in the last episode, the FBI Mm. are now following Jesse. So whether that's important or not. But no, the they FBI- tied that up though. Why would they still be following him? The FBI agent says until we meet again. Right. That's the, I'm going literally off that one line. Oh, I thought that just meant because Jesse's like a criminal loser. Sure. But that's exactly why I'm like, maybe they introduced right. the FBI because that the FBI will play a bigger role in the next season. Not Those guys weren't specific. FBI though. Yeah, they were. No, they were APD and they were waiting for the FBI to arrive. Oh. Oh. Yeah. You're right. Mm. Correct. Mm. Oh, well, now I've got no fucking clue. <laughs> so let's let's scrub that one for a second. Um, the other one was someone that is left alive is Mike. Yes. So I don't know what Mike would... I, don't, I have no idea what that would look like. He is very loyal to Gus. So whether there's a revenge plot there maybe or something like that. I don't know. There's a vacuum left from the fact I that the cartel... I don't know if he's and... loyal to Gus if he's... As opposed to he's just a really good... Worker. He is a professional. Yeah. He is a professional. Also, and that was a job, also, and so he was, yeah. O-neg blood type, which, you know, as someone who's O-neg, it's probably why such a good guy. Isn't that say. the most common blood type? No, it's the least common. Oh. I'm the special one. It's like you I'm, and me is your I'm best friend. O-something. Is it O-positive. Is that the really common one? It's reason, I don't think it's as common as like A-positive or something like that. Right. I don't know. Okay. But O-neg is the, is the really, really, is the rarer one. Uh, and most importantly, though, it's mm. the universal donor. That's right. Yes, because I remember those around. ads. <laughs> you know, I'm like Mad Max. Uh, oh, yes, You should keep a uh, cord around. I'm so going to keep you in the... F- I don't have a car, but if I did, I'd keep you at the front of it. Exactly. I'd like be your blood IV. bag. I'm, yeah. every, I'm the universal blood bag. <laughs> um, like that, honestly, I don't... Beyond that, I really don't know. There's a vacuum left over from Gus's death in terms of... Gus's death in terms of a drug... Someone who's producing and distributing drugs. There's a vacuum now, yeah. And the, and the cartel as well. Uh, uh, it's theoretically gone too. Mm. Um, for the, like the second or third time, we've seen the, the cartel still get taken out. Um, <laughs> in, in one way or another. Yeah, they no longer seem particularly ominous, do they? If no, they just continuously no. are taken out by... yeah. It's sort of like Hydra. You cut off one head and there's another one there. Oh, it's <laughs> boring. Um, That's true. Yeah, I, I really don't know beyond that where the show can go. Mm. Do you reckon I, anything's going to happen with Ted's death? That's, I mean, that's the other one, right? Mm. And like, speaking of like stuff that doesn't need to be there or mm. is totally pointless, or maybe they'll go somewhere with it. But the Ted's death was so fucking dumb. It was really dumb. It felt like dead like me. It did feel like dead like me. <laughs> I was like, no, oh, no not wonder this I had again. such a negative reaction yeah. to it. It was like, oh god, fucking Ellen Muth is yeah. around the corner. Yeah. Manny Patinkin knocks on the door. Yeah, he's the one he's that one knocks. knocks. <laughs> oh, speaking of that, ha- that moment happened this season. Yeah, it did. We we got a little excited thinking we'd figured it out in the last season. What do you mean? Remember last in the last episode we went. I'm the one who knocks. And we both went. Whoa! I like blew out the microphones. 
I don't remember that. We did. I th- okay. I I thought we were having a moment oh. where we both realised that scene where Hank and Marie were playing that card game and there was knocking going on. Oh, yes. Yes, right. That's where my brain went. Was that where your brain went? I mean, I'll be honest. I don't remember oh. the, that podcast. <laughs> it oh, was so I've, long ago. Obviously, I've listened to it. But we have that moment. Yeah. And so I was expecting that to happen. Mm. And then... And then oh, it was just... It was yeah. a good scene. There's well, nothing wrong yeah. with the scene. Well, I... It was the first time... I, I, what I liked about that scene, it was Heisenberg bleeding into yes, Skylar territory. That was great. Which was good. That was earned. Because I didn't actually... I'd never heard I'm the one who knocks before until I heard you and your brother talking about it and how, like, it was a big line. It was like the it's pizza thing. nearly as significant as I thought it would it's be. It's not. I thought it would be like like the, the, the line that said before... Well, murder someone. Yeah, that's exactly what I thought. It's. I was like, oh no, he's just having a disagreement with his wife. Um, (laughs) He's just getting too. um, But yeah, it it was fine. But I actually, there's another line in that episode that I was like, oh no, that's that's the line that I I'm a big fan of, which is it's Skylar's line, in which he's which he says, I "I have to protect this family from the person who's protecting this family, or whatever it is. No, I have to provide for this. No, protect this family. Yeah, yeah. Which is great. Um, just looking through my notes at things that I'd like to didn't like. I, there was a, there was a scene early on. I thought this was going to be my least favorite episode. It turns out it wasn't. Um, where Skylar's trying to negotiate them buying the car wash mm-hmm. as a front for money laundering. Yeah. And there's a scene that takes place, and it's largely one or two shots maximum. Mm-hmm. And they're sitting at the, like the the kitchen table, and the phone's there, mm-hmm. and Skylar's like, she has basically made the guy she's negotiating with, I can't remember his name, Gustav or whatever his name is, believe uh, that... Bagnard or something. Yeah, Bagnard, whatever it yeah. is. Believe that he is breaking a bunch of like, um, I don't know, rules on how to run his business basically. Like Bogdan. 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 And he's like bleeding yeah. like chemicals into the environment or whatever and yeah. he's going to have to pay... The on him, yeah. He's got a huge fine and like stuff he has to pay mm-hmm. and all sort of thing. And so therefore he, the company's not... Uh, is less value than it is and mm-hmm. therefore he'll sell it. And Walt's saying to Skylar, no, 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 you've you've stuffed this completely. You know, he's never going to call. Good try, but let's move on and do the... Yeah, the nail else. salon. Nail salon. And then the phone rings and Skylar picks it up and he goes, oh, hello. Oh, yes. No, I'm, my offer's less now. It's 800,000 instead of 840, whatever thousand it was, or 70,000. And then hangs up the phone. And Walt's like, why'd you do that? She's like, I'm gonna, he's going to ring back and blah, blah, blah. And it's just, it's just a really obvious scene of mm. Walt being a naysayer and Skylar being yeah. good. I didn't... I think you said this to me when I brought up this scene. Yeah. Well, we, we've what well, we've already previously seen um, that Skylar is incredibly competent. She knows what she's doing. She's in control. Yeah. And then even after that scene you're talking about, we see it again. We don't need this very obvious scene where Walt doesn't believe in what Skylar's doing and she proves him wrong. We've seen it before and we see it again and in much better ways. Yeah. And that was just a really clunky Much better. Scene. That's not right, is it? But in better ways. In better ways. Sorry. It was just, yeah, it was a really clunky, obvious scene. Mm-hmm. And he just, yeah, yeah didn't, no. <laughs> um, what did you think of the bit in episode four where Skylar has made up the stories about, like, has put together the little info dump packs on their stories? The about, script? Yeah, the scripts. I loved what, it. I really liked that too. It was just it was like, I want to know how much of that was written. And how much of that was like, here's the sort of the points I want you to get to, maybe yeah. written on the pages in front of them, who even yeah. knows. And just they went, Brian, yeah. <laughs> Anna, go for it. Just just yeah. pretend you're doing an acting class, I but just, in your character. I it just, was so the, good. The passive 
aggression yeah. in that scene was yeah. fantastic when she's just like putting down like his gambling addiction how could he be so stupid and like hang your head in shame yeah. and all that. it was just wonderful terribly, it was really good terribly sorry do we need two terribly <laughs> i wouldn't say terribly yeah i wouldn't say good. terribly i just wouldn't say yeah that was that was a good scene it i was, enjoyed that one yeah that was very good i also like the scene immediately after where of oh, the moment see they're, they're, this is the problem right mm. again it's looking at the ending lacking any subtlety there was a great moment before they go to tell this story, they're going to Hank and Marie's place for dinner mm-hmm. and there's this calm before the storm moment where they've knocked on the door, they've rung the oh, doorbell yes. and it's Walt Jr. and in front and then Walt and Skylar behind and there's just this like silence mm-hmm. and you can see Skylar mentally like... Yep, she's an actor preparing up. for a performance, yep. Yep, and, and then the door opens and they have to go from like deadpan to hey Hey, yeah and it was just like it was it was it was a really effective well i mean in the past breaking bad has always been good and kind of known for its silent acting and that ability that its actors have that its actors have yeah there we go totally it's another good uh subtle moment i liked in the next episode where where walt and Walt left a message saying he loved skylar and that led to them having sex and then Skylar's sort of saying, maybe you should move back in. You're mm. thinking, ooh, here yeah. we go. They're sort of rekindling their romance. And then uh, Walt sees, I think it's Walt Jr. drinking yeah. from a Benicky mug. So mm. the boss, <laughs> Skylar's boss, who she slept yeah, with. The lover. Mm. And like, it's not said. It's all on his face. The camera doesn't even doesn't talk, focus on doesn't it. Doesn't focus yeah. on it. Yeah. It's a tiny detail in the shot mm-hmm. that... I loved how understated that was. Yes. And it, it said a lot without saying anything at all. That was excellent. More of that, please. Yes, yes, yes. Hank being awesome. We talked about that. We love when he's being really cool. I love the way he gets the fingerprints from Oh, my Gus. gosh. I thought they went to the chicken place just because. Because sure. I'm an idiot. Because, I was really thinking. Because, like Dead Like Me, George or also Reggie and Clancy might just show up. Yeah, that's just that's just what they just do. That's the, the place they world. go. And, yeah, yeah. like, I wouldn't have really begrudged the show if they went to a fast food eatery. Yeah. And then, you know, they're Flynn and Hank are having a, you know, a little meal. Mm. And then Gus comes over. They have a very pleasant conversation. And then Hank takes him up on his offer to go get a drink. And then when we see him in the car and he's pouring out the drink and he's putting it in the evidence bag, I'm like, I was just... Anyway, yeah, Hank is awesome. Uh, Looking ahead, other things that I liked. Um, Oh, yeah. How much of an asshole is Walt when he gets the three Spanish women or Mexican women or whatever to clean the lab? It really bothers me in a show when you have posited this character as being incredibly intelligent, really smart guy. Yeah. And he then is somehow shocked that there are really dire consequences for these women when it's presented to him. Yeah. That annoyed he me. He didn't think it through. No. At all. Which makes no sense. He, he thinks himself invulnerable. And I understand that that's his problem, right? His pride is his problem. Mm-hmm. He overvalues himself and he doesn't care about other people. I get it. Yeah. Boy, we've had that. But he's, he's so full of pride because he's so smart and he thinks he's better than people. Mm. So when you do something like that, it's just it feels unfaithful to the character. Another moment I loved, though, mm-hmm. was what did you think of the bit where Jesse goes back to the NA meeting and has the moment about 
putting down the dog. Yeah. I fucking love that it scene. It was really good. Aaron Paul kicking ass. <laughs> he did a very good job. Um, that was, yeah, it's another gut punch once again because it's Jesse. Yeah. I mean, yeah, it's almost sad that we have to focus so much time on Walt when Jesse's the one that, like, really gets us in or really draws us in. Yeah. I loved that scene. I could understand how he has a desperate need for consequences and to make sense of the universe. Sure. And to desperately want to be punished or to see other people punished. Um, yeah, because, you know, obviously when you're suffering from trauma, you ha- you feel the need to kind of analyze and make sense of the universe. Yeah. And, that's, he's, and he's seeking that. Um, and then it ends perfectly when he's, you know, telling the, the counselor or the man running the meeting that he, you know, that he's there to sell narcotics and he's just like his bitch and he's there to, you know, pretty much destroy what he's got. And is he going to keep being a bitch? Is he going, is he going to mm. take it? And the guy's like, no. And he's like, good. Like he, that's, he, he, he wants to see someone do that. And I think because he wants to see that in himself. Mm-hmm be able to just be like, no, I've actually, I've had enough now and it needs to stop now. Yeah, no, I really enjoyed that scene. <laughs> it was great. A moment that I liked, that, again, this is talking about why when the show was being smart, mm-hmm. I liked that when Hank completely um, surprises Walt with the whole GPS, putting on Gus's car mm-hmm. thing, he walks in to the restaurant mm-hmm. and shows Gus and says, this is what he wants me to do. I haven't done it. Yeah. And Gus says, do it. And so he goes and does it. It's like, yeah, that's how you play this. Yeah, exactly. Like, you're put in a bad situation. The best way to do it is just be, okay, this is what what's happening. Mm-hmm. So he's aware. Help me. Yep. It's like, be, he showed some, yeah, he showed some smarts about about trying to hold on to the status quo for a moment. Because he never wants to do that. He's always trying to get the upper hand. He didn't try and mm. play it in some way that was going to work in his favour. Um, yeah, I mean, that he, is... It was self-preservation there for a moment. Yeah. It was actually good. It was... That's, you know, Walt's real problem this season is he is continuously shown that he doesn't have the power that he thinks he has or he yeah. wants. Yeah. And his refusal to believe that is is what gets him in trouble. Yeah. That's what makes him so ar- arrogant. That's what, you know, has destroyed his marriage and everything else. That's his problem. So is that a part of the problem of the ending as well, is that he does have that power? Like, that he did end up just outsmarting everybody and making a pipe bomb, apparently, and, like... Yeah, because he like, didn't... Like, is that the problem that he didn't... He, does it feel earned? No, because he never, like, had a moment where it was like, oh, yeah, no, like, I am... Pal-. There's no... There was no growth. There was no, no true emotional growth... Yes. ...from being, like, smacked to the ground continuously and then rising up. Exactly. There was never that emotional moment. So it's like this arrogant asshole is getting kicked down being like, no, you're not as good as you think you are. It never sinks in and he just destroys everyone anyway. Like, that's why it's flat. Because there isn't any real arc there. I mean, there's potentially a message there. And I think there's an argument to be made that like, oh, okay, it's under... Like Game of Thrones can do it, can sort Mm. of like undercut our expectations on that. But I just don't feel like... But the problem becomes, it's like the reason that 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 happens is Mm. because people start being stupid around him. It's not that he's smarter Mm -hmm. or it's not that he's smart and... Yeah. arrogant or whatever it's just that gus ends up being a f- making yeah. dumb decisions thing, like, and you, that's why you it's can like unsatisfying. subvert my expectations sure if 
you're saying something, you know, different. I'm just like, oh, oh, that's what you're saying. They subverted my expectations. I don't know what they're saying though. I don't know what that story is yeah. that they're telling. So yeah, it doesn't... we have a season to go. But... Exactly. I mean, it, that's the thing. It might go somewhere. I'm hoping it does. But this season, didn't but this do it. that's the thing. We're talking season to season. Yeah. That's what this podcast is about. And as a season, it falls flat, and I don't know what they're doing. Okay. Question: We talk a lot. Gus's storyline gets fleshed out a little bit. Mm-hmm. Do you constantly mention the fact that he's from Chile? Yeah. And that he's got some sordid past that we need to know about. Mm-hmm. Do we ever really find out what that is? No. We don't. I'm sure that was meant to be told in season five, right? <laughs> is, that, is that the feeling? Is that what you reckon would happen? Yeah. Is that that was something that we we're going that, to get to eventually? That must have been it. Because apparently, I mean, he's the um, Mexican cartel leader, Don, whatever his name is, yeah. Eladri or something. Um, he mentions that he's not in Chile anymore. He knows who he is. He's important in Chile. But he's degree. not in Chile anymore. And I would assume because he's a, you know, badass in his, you know, his home has, country. There's something relevant about that. Yeah. Whether it's where he's from or who, who his family is or whatever. Mm-hmm. But we don't find out what that is. We don't find is. out. Do we... They also have that flashback in that episode to Hector, younger Hector, killing his partner, whose name I can't remember off the top of my Max head. Max or something? Max, it might be. Let's say it's Max for the sake of... Okay, I might be completely wrong there. But yeah. Do we... We've had interactions between Hector and Gus in the past. Mm-hmm. To some degree. At least... Can you refresh my memory on those interactions? Well, we certainly... we at, at that point, we had seen him at least once, I think, in the nursing home. But I feel like there was at least another time in there as well. Okay. Oh, no, there definitely was. Because they were talking with Hector about um, killing Walt or killing Hank, basically. And Hector was a part of that discussion. Okay, yes. So, because remember they had to get... Remember the, the thing was not wheelchair accessible? Like they had to get. Oh, that's right. Yes, thank you. That's so right. yeah. he has this deep. Gus has this deep-seated hatred for Hector. Mm-hmm. To you know, and the rest of the cartel. Is that ever foreshadowed or reflected at any other stage prior to this, or did they retcon and make that up and add that detail later? And if I go back to season three, mm. well, I look at that and go, "Ah, oh, that's not really there at all, is it?" There's nothing to point me in that direction. Yeah, I think that's retconned, and yeah, the Don even says that when he's like. You know, it's just every 20 years that you, like, need to be put back in your place or whatever. And I think that's, that's probably that's, them doing it. That's the explanation. It. Yeah. Oh, there's another retcon I wanted to... Yeah, go for I it. I didn't notice it, but I read it online. I was like, huh, that's that's why that little scene is there. Is um at Jesse's house when all, like, the junk... or the drug addicts and stuff are around. And they buy a whole bunch of pizzas. Yeah. And they have the discussion about why it's not cut yeah. to save money. So is that, that the one that was... <laughs> to explain that when he throws it on the roof, that's it's why it's cut. a complete pizza. Yeah. Right. I, thought, I was like, oh, that's I was, funny. I noticed that line too and went, oh, I wonder if that's what it was yeah, for. I was trying to think back to it. Yeah, apparently that's what it was for. That's, <laughs> that's really interesting. Yeah, I like that. I, you know, it's funny. I kind of do and I kind of don't. I've had problems like that in shows before. People go, mm. just write a line in. It'll be funny. That'll yeah, fix right. that problem. It's like, I'd rather just not have the problem to begin with. <laughs> it's like, I don't, I, can we find a better way of doing that? Well, if you just want the problem not to be there, but you can't, once it's there, it's there. Like what else are you going to do? Now, sometimes it's worth just ignoring those things. Does it really matter? I think because it was such like a big it became thing a meme or whatever. that it was kind of like, a little wave at the audience, which doesn't bother me. I don't mind that. Sure. Um, 
did we notice that we started doing flashbacks and flash forwards? Yes. Just a couple of times. Yep. Very selective. Mm-hmm. We started using it again. We even remember, had a yellow filter. Yeah, I remember one very specifically, which was at the beginning of the episode where Walt and Jesse have their fight yep. and we see his shoes. There and- were two episodes in a row because yeah. the one before that was the one we had the flashback to Gus, which started with the seeing the blood in the pool. That's right, yeah. And so that was like a flash forward to the end of a flashback that we we're going to get later. <laughs> Yeah, I didn't like they're them. all over the place. I didn't like them. It's like they've been playing jazz for the last four years mm. and they're starting to get like really tired of their instruments. It's just getting a little <laughs> sloppy. Notes are starting to like slip a little bit. Yeah. <laughs> I feel like they've just been playing jazz so long that it's actually like they've accidentally fallen into like a steady a like pattern. rhythm. And it's yeah. like, oh, this is just actually a regular song. Oops. Um, we- yeah, no, I didn't like them. They felt like superfluous and just... We didn't need them anymore. Yeah. We'd moved... The show had moved past them. Yeah. And it didn't add a single thing... It didn't at all. Adding the, either of them. No. Either of them. There was a line also, just speaking of lines and like retconning and stuff like mm. that. Do we remember Andrea getting the money from... No. That was retconned in? That he yeah, got... Yeah. That someone gets totally. money. To, okay, mm-hmm. good to know. And also... From what I, I mean, from what I remember. From what I remember yeah. too. I don't remember yeah. that happening. And also... Oh, certainly not Jesse taking the money over there. I don't remember. He apparently mm-hmm. he left it in the in, in the thing. I don't remember that. Um, there was another retcon moment or a line. Oh, there's a there was a line. I was like, oh, I wonder if that's referencing something. Where Saul said, "Oh, watch out for the eighth hole. It's murder." And I was like, "Ooh, it was." Wait, episode, when, when was this? Uh, there was a scene when he's he's on the phone to somebody. Oh yes, I do remember that. Yeah, and I was going. That's a really obtuse line. What's mm. that about? And, I was, and it was episode seven. I was like, I wonder if someone gets murdered next episode. Oh. Uh, there kind of was. There was in the flashback and Max got murdered. Oh. I was like, oh, that's a little disappointing. Oh. I thought I was being clever for a second. I was, I was wrong. <laughs> I was wrong. Let's pretend you were clever. Let's Good pretend. Job. Good job. You know what I liked? As mm. much as the Ted stuff didn't resolve well, Yeah. I like the idea that... Skylar really fucked that one up. Mm-hmm. That her past history fudging the books for him was completely going to undo mm-hmm. what they had going on. Yeah, it was great. That she was going to fall into the same traps that Walt had, mm-hmm. even though she said she was going to be better than him at this stuff. Yeah. And, and like, I love the, I just love the idea that she had no reason to trust that Ted would, was, a, was ever going to, like, like you, you, you can't rely on people. Yeah. And she had to learn that lesson. And she was having to go to more and more extreme things. Yeah. I mean, I loved, yeah, I loved watching her like scramble to try to kind of like correct that situation. But what I really loved is earlier on when they're trying to buy the car wash and they're trying to figure out a way to buy it because obviously the owner doesn't want to sell. Mm-hmm. And Saul's like, well, you know, we can, uh, you know, twist his arm, meaning that like, you know, be a little violent, be a little... Not overtly, but just, you know, a bit, at least threaten violence. Yeah. And Skylar says, you know, violence, that's that's not who we are. That's not who we are. And then by the end of this season... She had to. It's exactly what she's doing. Because that's what happens when you, you know, dip your toe in that pool. All of a sudden, you were just like covered in criminality. Yeah. It's just, you can't help it. Yeah. Yeah, you can't just have one. You can't have just one. No. <laughs> you have one? You have another one. Um, yeah, yeah, exactly. No, I thought that was that was... That was going somewhere really good. That is a potential. If we were saying the whole Ted thing was sort of like, didn't really lead anywhere, it was resolved poorly. Mm. There is the potential of this to lean heavily on Skylar's conscience. Yes. That Ted, it looks like, was killed, maybe. Mm. 
like she knows she was sending sending thugs o- thugs over. He died. Is that set up a rift between her and Saul? Does that like? But the problem is, you know what's funny though is like if this was season three, I would have thought like I trust. We talked about this I think last episode. I was trusting the writers then, and yeah. right now I don't trust the writers. That's yeah, it's a real I just shame. don't trust that any of these things are going to pay off yeah. anymore. That's yeah, it's it's really sad because last season I was like. Yeah, I completely trusted what they were doing, the story. We could not. We were <laughs> We were really, glowing. <laughs> I was on my knees. We were with re- child, just full of love for this show. That's one way of putting yeah. it. Uh, yeah. And like, and I... Have, and then we gave birth to a monster. <laughs> <laughs> I have flipped so hard. Yeah. I kind of feel... I, I don't, don't Yeah, I don't trust it Are we pretentious douchebags? Like, are we, are we too cruel? Maybe. I mean, I think... I think we have high expectations. True. Particularly for this show. Doesn't help that people talk about this. And we're watching this in our must-watch category. And I think one of the things I want to talk about when we get to the end of it is like, does this this series Mm. deserve to be in the pantheon of greats? Yeah. You know what I mean? Um, And that's a discussion I'm really looking forward to having. Mm -hmm. Uh, Because I don't know right now. Yeah. I would Which is... I'm... It's so unexpected to me. Like, I'm actually in shock yeah. that I'm not just completely like, yes, this is amazing, because I really expect it to be. That's what, especially when happened. I looked at the Metacritic scores going up and up and up. If you go and look at the the mm. ratings, the way that these season to season, one, two, three, four, five, rate mm. in terms of audience and critical reaction, it is basically a linear graph up. Yeah. And I can't believe that season four didn't have a more negative reaction. I cannot figure out how yeah. that ending did not completely mm. just like well yeah i mean after you know i was watching i'd watched like three quarters of season four and i was you know it felt a little slow to me you know it has its moments but it did it fe- did feel slow and i wasn't really connecting with it and i was looking forward to the last few episodes because i figured it'd be a big thing and i'd be excited for the next season i was thinking maybe that's what got people so into Breaking Bad is that they would give you these amazing endings of each season yeah. so that you just want it to come back. And so you'll tell your friends, like, this show is amazing. You've got to watch it. And everyone would be hooked. You would be absolutely hooked. Yeah. And I figured that's what was happening. In season three, it happens. In season four, it happens. And so by the time season five comes around, everyone is just obsessed and yeah. they need to know how it finally ends. Then see, I watched the season four ending. I was like, well, no, that can't be it. I kept waiting for like, I wondered is like, is there going to be, when it felt, I could feel the bow being tightened to wrap this up, right? Mm. I was like, is there going to be a 30 second tease of like two years later and yeah. some awesome thing that just makes me go, how the Ooh, fuck did we get there? Yeah. Didn't come. No. Nope. Didn't come. Nothing. And it could have made a big difference for me to go, oh, okay. Mm. Would have a little bit, wasn't there? No. Um, what did you think about the bit? In episode nine, when Skylar goes all ditzy accountant. Because we've talked about this show having a weird tone and being cartoony. Yeah. Do we really believe that, like... I... Okay. So, I enjoyed the the actuals just purely on that scene. I really enjoyed the script. thought it was really funny. Sure. I even enjoyed the performance. Yeah, it was... Anna Gunn was great. Um, I loved everyone in the scene. I... Really enjoyed um, when she was talking about Quicken and she says it's like uh, having a calculator on your computer. Yeah, great line. Fantastic. <laughs> um, in the context of this show, the fact that like the the biggest, baddest section of the IRS 
would buy that and just let it go seems absurd to me. Yeah. 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 The scene itself loved, but yeah, in the context of the show, no, no, no. Not so much. Um, Episode 10, Mm -hmm. great scene where Jesse, I watched it the second time to Mm. you. With you today while you were watching it. Yes. Where Jesse gets to... Jesse's getting questioned by these cartel chemists because they want phenyl... Phenyl... phenyl, phenyl whatever the the major, like, bonding major... Base chemical they use for their mm. blue meth, right? Phenyl acid. Yeah, that, that one. They don't have it. They make it there. And Jesse doesn't know how to make it. Mm. And they're, like, questioning his ability as a chemist. And then he just goes mad boss on them and, yeah. like, steps up to the plate. They're going to stop being a little bitch. Being yeah. awesome, right? Yeah. Great scene. And Gus is watching on and he's, like you said, proud papa. Yeah. And this is the problem again. It comes back to the ending, right? Yeah. Is that there is a real tragedy in the fact that this gets taken away from Jesse. Right, as much as we want Jesse to succeed mm. beyond drugs, right? <laughs> there was something really nice in watching Mike and Gus mm. and a whole bunch of cartel take him seriously. Yes. Mike and Gus look proud as fucking punch, yeah. And the cartel take him seriously, mm-hmm. and he has earned and proven his worth. And then there is a real tragedy: the fact that by the end of this season, he is convinced or is subdued, seduced by Walt into. Burning that to the ground. Yes. But we don't get the moment to ever feel that. They mm-hmm. don't give us the moment. We're meant to feel like they won. Yeah. But Jesse didn't win. No. Jesse loses. <laughs> Jesse yeah. lost. Jesse always loses. But we. But I want to feel that if that's what you're going to do. I don't. Mm-hmm. Again, I don't think that's where they should have gone at the end of this season. I think it should yeah. have been Jesse winning, Walt losing, just to change it up a bit. Mm-hmm. Not have this repeating storyline where every time it's Jesse who ends up on, you know, in the worst situation, and Walt is doing yeah. okay. And but through that, they've bonded together again. And so we and they've bonded yeah. together, and we're yeah. back to where we again. Back to where we were. And I don't know. Maybe that's what they're going for. But it's just like ah, we're missing the potential to yeah. tell. To just, just really blow it up for a second, if you and then if you want to go back there, you can. Yeah, just, yeah to really just delve into like the so com- close. the complexity of relationships and character, and then but to just see the same things over and over again. It's uh, like that's the problem. It's like, do you have any other stories about yeah. these characters? I'm not at I'm this not point convinced. convinced that you do. Hundred percent agree. Uh, I think I'm, I think I'm done. I think at this point, everything else is just me ranting and raving about the last couple of episodes mm. and. Yeah, Ted Death, Lucy Goosey, blah, I don't know. Do you have anything else, anything specific you want to talk about before we wrap it up? I mean, I've just got here that about when, you know, Jesse is losing himself. Um, he's, he's self-medicating because of what he's had to do to Gail. Um, and he just, he can't be alone. He needs distractions. And yep. he goes and... You know, they're, they're leaving the lab and he asks Walt to go go-karting with him. Yeah. Um, And Walt, you know, he, he doesn't want to. And he's just like, you know, is there something we need to talk about? And Jesse's like, no. And he points at Walt's black eyes like, is there something we need to talk about? And Walt's like, no. And it's in that moment where you see that the bond that might have existed in the episode of Fly, yeah. like the pressure now is so tight yeah. that that relationship just can't really be sustained because there is so much going on internally for both of them that it, it just can't continue. There's there's too much yuckiness between them. There's too much badness that's been experienced because of this relationship. That's why it's hard when we see at the end of this season 
<clears throat> and they're kind of bonded together again. In one scene. Yeah. It's, it takes one scene. It's a shame. Where he goes to kill Walt and mm. Walt turns him around and says it was Gus. Yeah. And I understand that he, that Jesse's most easily manipulated when it involves kids. Mm-hmm. I mean, we've built up a reasonable connection with him and Brock and yeah. Andrea. That's fine. And I understand that he has some ridiculous amount of respect and loyalty to Walt. Mm-hmm. But I just honestly didn't like that scene. Mm-hmm. I don't think that that is scene is so pivotal mm. in episode 12. And it just... You meant when they're, um, when Jesse's dark, accusing like, him of poisoning the kid? Is that what you mean? Yeah. And yeah. he's got the gun and mm-hmm. he's pointing it at Walt. Yeah. And Walt is trying to slam his way out of it. And it's, it's, a, it's really dark inside the White House. And it's, I just, I, 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 they're both acting the shit out of that scene. There's no mm. doubt about it. But the script isn't there because the script knows that it, while it's got some of the elements, it doesn't have all the elements to get us yeah. there. It didn't do the groundwork in the past three, four, five episodes. Yeah. It, in fact, all the groundwork was pointed in a different direction and they've had to skew it back <laughs> this way. Yeah. And it knows its momentum's not there and it's trying... Yeah. It felt like a lot of telling was going on. Exactly yeah. it. Exactly yeah. what it was. The script was trying to, yeah, tell mm. us what's happening yeah. here and what they're feeling and we didn't build to that at yeah. all. That's mm. exactly it. And, it. and it felt to me in that scene... Well, yeah, like the actors were trying to do the best that they could. The actors it, always it, do. Yeah, it a felt good job. so overcooked and ended up being, to me, seemingly disingenuous, particularly when, like, you know, Walt's like cackling and stuff. And it was just like, oh, that's a bit overdone. Like, it was, it was just, it, the whole scene was just overdone to me. Do you mean the cackling at the, when he's still under in the, at the end of episode 11, when he's under no, the. No, he house? cackles when um, Jesse is talking to him because that's when he's like figuring out that. It's really Gus oh, that did, Gus, and he starts yeah. cackling and just like stop laughing. Like it's just a, it's a little too much, with no real like emotional hits in it. Let it be a dream. <laughs> and then I woke up. And then he woke up. Mm. And he's still in the crawl space. Yay! That would be perfect. That would be nice. If that's how it ha- if that's how it, st- it starts, I'm gonna come into next episode. It's like, yeah. oh my god, <laughs> this is amazing. Yeah. Okay, let's start wrapping it up. Mm-hmm. Favorite episode all right it is episode 10 salute 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 um yeah well i really like seeing gus jesse and mike together i thought the killing of the cartel was bad i it was awesome did you see it coming yeah because i i got spoiled for it oh that's right yeah you accidentally watched i, I accidentally skipped an episode so i just pressed play and it had that Previously on AMC's Breaking Bad, and the pretty much the first uh, first thing was like Walt and Jesse having their fight, and the next scene was like all the cartel dudes like Killing falling over. over, and I was like, and I was like, ah, stop, 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 and then went back and watched it. So I knew that they were like gonna die pretty much, uh, or most likely, but it still didn't affect how awesome that scene was. Yeah, <laughs> how cool it was. It was yeah, I really enjoyed that episode. I only um, saw. I I did see it coming when he put the. We'd never seen Gus put anything in his mouth. Yeah, the, before. the pill. And the pill yeah, went in, yeah. and there was three of them. I was expecting him to give it the other two. He put the pill in his mouth. I was like, okay, mm, that's yeah, sus. Yeah. And then they have him not Jesse drink. I was mm-hmm. like, yeah, 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 okay. So he's poisoned. Yeah. Them. Cool. And then yeah, I like that. You know, Ted turns out to be, you know, a terrible person. Complete jack off. Yeah. <laughs> I've got 
um, a very bad word to describe Ted in my notes because I was what, trying to find what uh, letters another word. start with. Uh, it would be a C. Okay, cool. Yeah. Yep. I think I know uh, that <laughs> You got crap it? Crap pooper face. You got it. You got it. What a crap uh, head. Yeah, I really just feel like the heightening of Skylar's situation. Uh, and then like at the end when like Mike's shot and I'm genuinely worried about Mike because I love the character of Mike. Yeah, I just thought it was a great episode. What about you? What's your favourite? Uh, it's actually exactly the same episode yeah, as right. episode 10. And again, I, and I look at it I and mean, all those things you mentioned just mm. point to it going in. Just point to... A season that could have been. Yeah. A season finale that could have been. Yeah. That was heading somewhere so different and so interesting with so much momentum. And they just had to turn on the dime. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's... Yeah. And I, I, like episode, that's not episode 10's fault, though. Episode 10 was... Just, it it yeah, was, was being great. Yeah, it was good. I do want to give an honourable mention to episode 7, though. Problem Dog. Um, it's, got, it's got a few good moments in it. It's got the moment with the, um, the fingerprints on the cup. Mm-hmm. Um, which is pretty cool, and particularly it's got. Um, yeah, that is good. I've got all the, yeah these highlighted moments. Yeah, yeah, that is good. And then it's also got the awesome, awesome Aaron Paul scene um, at the NA yes. meeting when he's yes, talking yes, yes. about the problem dog. It's just it's it's really well written and really great acted, and it's mm. awesome to see him go back to that environment, and you can feel him changing, and you can feel where he you, you get a real distinct feeling of where he is in his life at this moment mm-hmm. what he because he walked away of those from those meetings originally 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 um with some maybe a glimmer of hope yeah and then he started turning those into a business opportunity sure but then to go in there and just like talk back and call the bullshit on some of the claims yeah. they're making I, I thought that was really yeah. great no i mean and that by itself doesn't make it the best episode but it, 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 but was, it was worth good. mentioning yeah yeah least favorite episode can you go first? Oh, actually, no, I know. It's episode 13. Yeah, so I was episode. like, can I... Because that's what I always do. I'm like, can you go first? Because I need to look at it. It's, yeah, it's episode 13. It's episode 13 with 12 not far behind and yeah. 11 getting an honorable, honorable mention for kicking this whole damn thing off. Yeah, I mean, I, mine will probably be a 12-13 combo, but ultimately I mean, it's they 13. they may as well be the same episode. Yeah. They yeah, are totally. a two-parter, essentially. Mm-hmm. And yes, they... They, it's them. It's twelve and thirteen together. Yeah, I completely agree. I want to elaborate. Most of this podcast is dedicated to that. <laughs> Good point. Uh, would mm. we continue watching? Now, this has been easier in the past. To answer this mm. question: How do you feel about it right now? If I was just marathoning this at home, mm-hmm. no other motivation. Oh. With one season to go. Yeah, that's the thing. If there were still three seasons to go, no. This would be it would I would do a Dexter here, right? Yeah. If I thought there Pull was the that cord. much to go, yep. I'd be like, I'm out. Totally. The show has gone mm-hmm. stupid. Yep. I, I, I mean, to be fair, I probably would have watched the next season premiere at least mm. to see. Yeah. Because I would always know there's potential there. Mm. But yeah, boy, I'd be close. I'd be real close. Yeah. So yeah. So if there was you know three seasons more, no, yep. I wouldn't. Um, but because there's just one more to go. I probably just would. Yeah. I'd just get it over with just to see what it is. And, I, hope, and hope that it would be good. Well, that's the but, thing, yeah. right? If the, if the next season's coming, mm. then it's the ending. Yeah. Then you're just like, well, I want. I kind of want to watch because I want them to redeem the ending. Mm. Like, to yes. redeem what this did to some mm-hmm. degree. So it's yes, but it's not an emphatic yes. Yeah. It's a... Might as well, yes. It's a yes, my fingers crossed, but not nearly the enthusiasm I had at the end of season three. Yeah, we were so excited. We were so naive. So naive. <laughs> Two weeks ago now. 
Um, but yeah, and I'm just, I just don't, I honestly don't know where it's going. I have not. Well, let's go. Okay, let's try that. I didn't. I actually didn't put my notes. Predictions. Do we have any predictions for fifth season, for fifth and final season? Do we have mm. predictions for how this is going to end? And if you've been spoiled on the ending, don't give that away. I think I'm not sure, but I think I might have been spoiled I'm on the, the ending. Same. So let's not talk about the direct ending yeah. then. Um. Yeah, I, the only thing I could think of was in. No, no, I don't know. I, I really hope don't know. to God, I hope, hope, hope that we really actually get a proper Jesse versus Walt. Yes, that that is like, my hope. There should be mm. a whole season, half a season of that actually happening. Mm-hmm. Not one punch on, yeah. and then they become bros again and start working together. Yeah. I, I, like, I still feel like the Jane situation needs a resolution. Jesse needs to find out yes. that Walt killed Jane mm-hmm. or let Jane die. It's just... That moment needs to happen. If it's if it never happens, I'm gonna feel a little cheated by the show. Mm-hmm. It's just too potent to never go there. Um, so I hope that happens. I hope Mike is in it. I hope he hasn't he's just got to be surely. He's I, such a fan favorite, isn't he? Oh well, him and Saul, I guess. Yeah. yeah. I mean, I I can imagine Saul is gonna be in there. He was mm. still involved, so that's good. Yeah. I hope it's a dream. <laughs> I hope the last episode is yes. a dream. Um. Yeah. I would. I would very much like. Uh, well, let's see. It's not really predictions because we can't really tell from the end of season. That's the thing. Four. Yeah. So it's just kind of like, what would you like? Well, I would like a Jesse versus Walt. Absolutely. I would like lots more Mike. I'd like lots more Saul. Um, what What could ha- we add that's new? Where Where can this go? The show. Where What's this show not done yet that it could do or should do? Does are we interested if we what we were talking about before that vacuum that's been created with Gus gone? Mm. If Hank, not Hank, if Walt sort of jumps into that void and becomes the Gus, like is that something we want to see? I suppose if it ends up being either Jesse or Walt, I mean, it'd be very interesting to see what their sort of like their groups look like. Like Walt, he's the chemist, and he's got quite got. The charisma, sure, but he's sort of a piece of shit to work for, I can imagine. I can't imagine Whereas, him inspiring loyalty, which is bizarre because Jesse apparently is so loyal to him, but I can't imagine him actually getting that from like a group of people. Whereas Jesse is not necessarily as outwardly charismatic, but definitely tends to be a. You would think he's a better businessman at the end of the day. I think he understands the systems a little bit better than Walt does. He understands his place a lot better yeah, than Walt does. Yeah. Walt would have. Real issues there. Mm. That'd be cool. Is that is that where this goes? Is that I can see like maybe not a versus, but I can see. So Walt takes up you know Gus's place, um, and Jesse is his right hand man, and then Jesse sees Walt just actually become a monster and do some really bad things, mm. um, worse than Gus Kid ever stuff. did. Yeah, like just just really really bad. Like having no boundaries whatsoever. He uses and kids then he to, has to get drugs across the border. <laughs> he uses them as drug mules. He uses fetuses. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, so I can see something like that, and then Jesse ultimately has to turn on him because. He's, he he sees the monster and he yeah. sees nothing redeemable anymore. Um, I can see that happening, but yeah, I don't know. I really don't know. It just feels so tightly wrapped in a bow. It's really difficult. Yeah, just farting in the wind over here. Okay. Final score and ranking. 
This is tricky. <laughs> Out of five stars. Can I give you mine? Yes, please. I'm going to have a hard time defending this, right? Oh, what are you going to say? I'm going to give it 3.5. And that seems like a lot. It does. Considering how much I shat on it. Yeah. <laughs> but I'm trying my best to not let just the last two episodes completely ruin the season for me. Because as mm-hmm. we, we went through my notes and stuff, and there were a lot of standout moments. Yeah. Um... As I said, if the if I feel like if the season continued going in the direction it went for 90% of it, I would have really liked this season enough mm. to give it a four or four and a half. Um, but it, I can't... Yeah, I have to bring down the score because that ending is so bad. I'm tempted to bring it back down to a three, but three is what I... Well, I gave season one a three, 3.5. I'm going to retroactively make that a three, solid three. And right. I don't, and I liked this season overall more than I liked season one. Season one was boring me. I can't remember what I gave season one. You gave it a three. Three. Yeah. Okay. Um, I, yeah. Season one bored me, mm. um, which is why I struggled with it. Yeah. Um, whereas, yeah, that, that I wasn't bored by it. I was frustrated with it, but I wasn't bored. It was entertaining and I like enough of the characters and the actors are good and the writing can be good when it's not being shit. Mm -hmm. Obvious statement, but (laughs) I'm going to give it 3.5. Okay. I'm going to give it a three. Mm -hmm. Um, I was bored in quite a bit of it. Mm. I was very frustrated and by the end I was just straight up angry. But they... So it's not... I was thinking about giving it a 2.5, but it's, it's not... It, it does have really great moments. It does have good writing, um, you know, not completely, but, you know, for the most part, it's got good writing. Yeah. Um, I enjoyed where Skylar went. I really enjoyed Jesse Mike. I Hank. Yeah, and Hank was good. So, yeah, it's, it's, it's fine. It's, it's. A three. It's it's not an enthusiastic three, yeah. but it's a three. It's fine. It's like early in the season. Just thinking about Hank, I liked the Hank and Marie, mm. like the marriage struggle there. I like Hank was being really hard on Marie, but that's exactly what someone like that he's going to lash out at mm-hmm. people closest to him. Yep, because he can. Mm-hmm. Um, like all those little things. Yeah, that makes some amount of sense. I, I I thought like it still does great stuff like that. And I can't. Yeah. And that's I mean, always I think it's, better than season one. It's general theme of like powerlessness and how people act in those situations and the people they become when people feel powerless is really interesting. Mm. Sometimes it lands better than other times. Mm-hmm. Um, and I, yeah, I really liked when Hank and Marie were going through that. It didn't really go anywhere super satisfying for me, but it, they sort of left on the table after yeah, a while. Is yeah. it is part of the is part of the problem that show at season four is that it's sort of like we talked about it's repeating storylines. Is it sort of just repeating its themes over and over? Is that what's frustrating about going the way this ended? Is it just sort of like we've had this ending before, or like or like this is the status quo we've had mm. through most of the show is that Walt and Jesse are in it together, right? And yeah. they'll and they will survive together. It's like. It, yeah, it's, it's it not. Is, it's not expanding. It's not finding new ground. Yeah, it's hard to feel evolution when we're, yeah, seeing the same motifs, the same themes, that kind over of thing. Over and over yeah. again, and like yeah. it, they, it, it doesn't leave a whole lot point. of room for growth, unfortunately. All right. So, um, ranking wise, that makes it in order of best to worst for me is season three with four point five, mm-hmm. season two with four, 
and then season four with 3.5, followed by season one with three. So three is my favorite, two is my second favorite. This current season, season four, second least favorite, and season mm. one is my least favorite. I mean, I, th- I can't exactly remember, but I think it's mine is similar, in which yeah. it's number one, season three, then we've got season two, then one and four are you tied. You put them together? Yeah. Okay, sure. For very different reasons, but yeah, they're tied. Just a complete quick side note. Did you notice another new element they put into this season? Time lapses? Where yes. they had these like transitions? Yes, did. Yeah, yeah, wasn't that interesting? Yeah. Yeah, something something to look at. <laughs> Speaking of time lapses, it's time to end the show. Segway. <laughs> if you would like to contact us and probably yell at us. Because yeah. I imagine there's a few people going, what the you f- fuck are you two talking about? That's, that's what I'm fascinated by. The fact that so many people see something that we just didn't see. Yeah, I'm really interested by it. Especially the critical response. Yeah. It, that the, knowing that it goes up and up and up and up and up every yeah. season. I really want... I'm going to start... Actually, I want to go back and maybe try and read some reviews. I wonder if AV Club and stuff like that were doing reviews at the time. They probably were. They probably were, yeah. I might go back and have a look at what they were saying. Yeah. But please, please, I would love to hear people's feedback. Mm-hmm. I'd love to hear people's defenses. I'm not I'm not beyond being swayed on this stuff. Yeah. If there is something that I'm missing... Mm-hmm. And you want to call... You can call me whatever name you want as long as you eloquently explain to me what I'm missing. Um, you can't call me whatever name you want. I will block you. <laughs> but if you want to speak to me like a intelligent and kind-hearted human <laughs> with valid points, then I will listen to them. That sounds fair. <laughs> if you would like to do that, you can contact us on Facebook at Hunting Seasons. You can find us on Twitter at Hunting S Cast or Hunting's Cast. You can email us... Probably a good way if you want to give us a big, long spiel. Mm. Uh, oh, I'd love to read a really good, long email love... that details someone's love for this season. That would make me feel Yeah, really that'd good. be really good. Uh, email us at huntingseasonspodcast at gmail.com. You can find myself, Broderick Gordis, on Twitter at bgordis, B-G-O-R-D-E-S, Damask. You can find me on Twitter at maskymoo, M-A-S-K-Y-M-O-O. A big thank you, as always, to Sean Kirkpatrick, who designed our logo and graphics. You can find his work at seankirkpatrickdesigns.portfoliobox.net. You can also find Jordan Calavis, who created our wonderful theme song, at soundcloud.com slash classicjrex. That's classic J-R-E-X. Thank you to them both. Next week, we'll be back talking about season two of Avatar, The Last Airbender. Yay! Which I'm really looking forward to because I sometimes struggle to choose whether season two or season three is my favourite. But season two has some of my favourite moments. Mm. My favourite character gets introduced in season two. And I cannot (laughs) wait to talk about that. It's also just nice to know, because obviously you and I have watched it before, that we already like it. It's true. There's no risk there. It's fabulous. And I'm looking forward to talking about the the things that season two does differently or how the show grows and evolves into Mm. season two. Um, Because I think it's really impressive where they go. Some of the stuff they do um, and the places they take one character in particular. (laughs) Just Give it a little kiss. (laughs) Well done, Avatar. (laughs) God, those riders are good. Yeah, they are fantastic. (laughs) Uh, So, we will see you then. Thank you very much for listening. Catch you later. Bye. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. 
Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more and is all priced at 50% to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.